Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 60. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. What's 60? Number six. Mm. Oh fuck! Uh, Why do I want to say Lomas Brown? I want to say Mark Martin. It's all tied to racing with you, Ice Man. <laughs> when you get into the high numbers, bro, you got to go looking. I'm just saying. I'm trying to think, who was the goalie that wore sixty? Like recently. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad that these fucking. Uh, here, here's a little mini rant. Here we go. Sports web pages. Okay? Stop with the fucking autoplay on your goddamn fucking sites of these stupid videos that have nothing to do with the fucking story I'm looking at. All right? Yeah. It's highly annoying. If I'm looking up the Sonny Gray fucking trade, I don't want to hear about some fucking cricket goddamn player on the other side of the fucking globe, okay? Don't force cricket on us. Nobody likes it. Jesus fucking Christ, man. God damn. Everything on this fucking planet, whatever. I'm not. I'm, it's that type of day, motherfuckers. Buckle in. Woo! So, anyways, we, fuck it. I don't care who's 60. Are we fucking. <laughs> are we going to talk about this shitty ass fucking trade deadline that just went by? Because. That was a fucking joke as far as I'm concerned. If baseball's trying to prove it's more exciting, this trade line did not help. You know you know what I want to talk about with the trade deadline? 
is everybody is now calling the Yankees the Golden State Warriors of baseball. Oh. I'm over here like, motherfucker, have you watched the Dodgers? Have you even do you even know who they are? It's because it's because of the who they are, man. It's because of where they're at. It's their exactly. Yeah, that's why Mike Trout isn't fucking getting blowjobs from the four letter network like uh, Judge is. Fucking he's he plays for New York. It's right in their backyard. Mike Trout in every fucking in every way is a better player than him. Yet. He's right there, so he gets all the blowjobs in the ashram, and they can fucking figure out how to do. You want? They're really pushing that judge uh, persona too. You want? You want the Dodgers to fucking get respect? Dodgers are gonna go and have to go in and win a World Series. Yeah, Manny Ramirez is a long fucking time ago. I'm just saying, man. Nobody can beat them. Right I hear now. you. They, as as much as we've been riding the Astros' dick, the Dodgers have been sitting there with a better record than them the whole time. I understand. I'm a Justin Turner owner in fantasy baseball. I get it. What do you mean? The only reason that the only reason the Astros are as interesting of a story as they are is because they were fucking nobodies for or three years yeah, ago. Because they're the Houston Astros. I mean, Who's it, it's kind of Houston Astros. What about the three thousand? Are we going to finish the subject? Yeah, one, or are you going to fucking eat time, bro? My bad. And and please continue to eat during the podcast. That sounds excellent. <laughs> no, the, the only reason the Astros fucking yeah exactly we is a story is because it's the fucking Astros. It was uh, I mean, okay. Imagine ten years ago, I was sitting here talking about. The, the Kansas City Royals have went twice to the World Series and won one. People be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers, the closest to Dodgers, the, the, not the Dodgers, the Astros have been to relevant in my lifetime is having Nolan Ryan. Well, no, they were in the World Series in 2005 when they had uh, Andy Pettit and uh, Roger Clemens. Oh, yeah. 2005. That's, oh, yeah, those are, some, those are my lost years. That's in, yeah, right but in I mean, middle. what trades has the Yankees made that makes them the fucking Golden State Warriors or the New England Patriots yeah. of baseball? I don't know. We're on the same page with you here, buddy. According, according, according to, to whatever reporter coined that term, it's it's uh, the Sonny Gray trade. Adding him to that team basically just turned him in his mind to Golden State Warriors. You're telling me Todd Frazier is a Golden State Warrior type of move? Come on, man. No negative. Next, it's, it's just it, it's. It, in my opinion, it's just because it's in New York. Yeah, it's the only fucking reason. This is a that anybody would even dare say something that asinine. Could it be that they're trying to apply pressure and make a buckle? I mean, it's 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 early to to coat ourselves in tinfoil, but sure, yeah, why not? I don't. I mean, I don't see the point of it considering the ESPN fucking can basically print money whenever they fucking have the Yankees or the Red Sox on. They will well, I mean, the uh, manager of the Red Sox, or not manager, the owner of the Red Sox is the one that's calling them the Golden State Warriors. I'm like, dude, really? I well, I read, I read an article where, excuse me, a uh, reporter said that. So maybe he was just echoing the sentiment that, the Red Sox owner said, but, I mean, if that's the case, I don't know. 
or is it just the Red Sox being the Red Sox? They're pissed that they didn't get the fucking the big trade deadline deal. That they don't have Miguel Cabrera, DH, and and Sonny Gray, you know, in their pitching rotation. Hey man, they picked up Nunez from the Giants. They picked up like the best part of the Giants this year. Well, but yeah, I guess. Sorry, I kind of just shit on what you just said. I didn't mean to do that. No, I mean it. I I don't know, man. Uh, who who? To me, the Red Sox were a, a great fucking underdog team to root for in 2004, and ever since then, they've turned into the New York Yankees part two. The Yankees they're North? In, yeah, the, their fans are insufferable. The coverage of them is insufferable. I mean, that's the one thing I'll give the Cubs, at least so far. The Cubs haven't the Cubs haven't turned into insufferable cocksuckers like the Red Sox did right after they won the World Series in 2004. Give them a minute. But they they made a they made a move. Uh, they gave uh, the Tigers two people I've never heard of, and who they t- they took Al Alex Avila, and what's his name Justin Justin Wilson. Yeah. So again, another nope. move by Al Alvila, where I'm like, uh, what? You know, I listen to another podcast, and they just keep harping about why the fuck does any Tigers fan care what the Tigers payroll is? You're not paying for it. What does it matter? This team doesn't develop talent. This team was put together in free agency. The teams that made their World Series runs were put together in free agency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all I can think of is, yeah, and what did they win? Nothing. All right, so. Big old pile of shit. You know, congratulations. You came in second place. That's the first loser. I I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, maybe. Maybe the people saying this on the other on that other podcast, maybe they're just happy with with you know being also rans. I don't know. To me, that's not the point of spending what the Tigers have spent. I mean, I just don't get. It doesn't seem like we've gotten any return. Like that's my big bugaboo with the the moves we've made. It seems like we've given up more than we've been getting back as far as value. I mean, that's the thing. You're getting prospects. And apparently, I the, the I misread the article. I thought that the prospect that one of the prospects they got in the Martinez trade was uh, rated fourth overall. No, he he was fourth overall in the in the uh, Diamondbacks farm system. So you know that okay, great. So he's somewhere in what the top hundred and fifty, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, in the. Is, is is are the days of the blockbuster fucking trades pretty much done? I mean, unless unless uh, in baseball at least, unless an, an athlete stages like a coup and refuses to play and demands a trade, who's a superstar? I mean, really, I, not a whole lot of uh, of highly coveted talent, up and coming talent, was moved at this trade deadline. Nope, Justin Verlander still a tiger. Miguel Cabrera still a tiger. Well, I mean, I, Verlander, I understand. That's a whole lot of fucking payroll to take on for a, a big question mark. And Cabrera is kind of in the same position. But yet, all the experts are saying, don't be surprised if they move Verlander in the offseason. So, you pack up Cabrera and V-Mark together, ship them out. No. <laughs> 
Anyone who trades for Cabrera is trading for a DH when they don't want V-Mart. Yeah. No, V-Mart, he's, he's added value. Hey, he's been a serviceable DH this year. He's been healthy. Well, I mean, he is. He we did cover that story about him bitching about if he didn't play in Comerica Park, his numbers would be even better than they are because it's a fucking cavern out there for a power hitter. So, I mean, uh, any other surprises, disappointments, letdowns here at the trade deadline? Well, I mean, you Darvish going to uh, the Dodgers. I mean, the rich just get richer. They do. We, they even. They even really need. Him in the, in the pitching rotation, or is that a luxury to have? No, they didn't need him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's to me, that's just like, hey, look, we got our you know cherry on top of our whipped cream. If he works out, great. If he doesn't, whatever. So, I you know I totally agree with totally agree with Earl. I don't understand why everyone's fucking fawning over and getting tip trips over the Yankees move and. No one's really paying attention to the Dodgers' moves, but then again, like I like we've you know said, they're on the West Coast. They're an afterthought. Yeah, baseball's an East Coast thing. At least it seems like. Believe me, if that was still the Brooklyn Dodgers, they'd be talking a whole lot of shit about that fucking team in New York. Oh yeah, and I don't mean talking shit isn't putting them down. I mean they wouldn't shut the fuck up about them. Trust me. The Dodgers have a seven hundred and five winning percentage as of the recording of this podcast. They are seventy four and thirty one. The dot or the what's her faces? The Astros are six fifty seven. Well, just to double back for a second about the Tigers, this is what irks me about the people who are saying, "Don't fucking blow the team up. Don't get a bunch of prospects. Don't try to rebuild." What? How the fuck? Okay, what the fuck? Thank you for thank you for fucking pointing out that it's not going to work. Now now. Either shut the fuck up or give me a suggestion. Because every, every you can you could you could take a piss and bump one of your balls on someone's walking around being negative. Why don't you be proactive and give a solution here? Because I'm, I'm not hearing any solutions. I mean, if I'm if I'm to believe what these the, the people who say don't blow it up, who cares how how high the payroll gets? The Illich family is going to pay what they're going to fucking pay. They got plenty of money, so just. Keep signing fucking over the hill or 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 players in the prime of their their has been their, their career to ridiculous contracts to where you're gonna be fucking they're gonna be chained to you like an anchor around your fucking ankle dragging you down when they can't even hit three hundred anymore because you know you sign them to a seven year contract that's back end that's loaded on the back end I. It, is that how you win a World Series? They didn't punch just go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and notice what they did. They got Pudge right off of that World Series win with uh, the Marlins, and they kept him for, what, 2004, 5, 6, 7 season and traded him at the trade deadline in 2008 season. I mean, ultimately, they didn't get shit back because we got Kyle Farnsworth back for him, and Farnsworth in no shape, form, wanted to be here in Detroit. So ultimately, it was just, well... Here you go. Here's your backup. Here, here's here's a catcher because Posada's hurt, and we had a rental, you know, bullpen guy who didn't want to be here and played like it. But they didn't hold on to him till the fucking nitty, you know, to to to, to the very bitter end. They didn't do with him what like what we did with like we're gonna. I, I get the bad feeling we're gonna have to do this with Miggy. I get a really bad feeling that Miggy's going to fucking be a tiger until that contract's up. Either that 
or they're going to have to pay a team to take him. And I'm of the opinion, if I have to pay another team to send a player away, then I'll just keep him. I mean, he's not a liability on the, on the roster yet. I mean, if his skills continue to diminish at the speed they seem to be, yeah, he could become a liability. But at this point in time, I don't think he is. I think he, I think he's, he, there's more than a legitimate case to keep him on the roster. So why pay another team to, do, to take him? Well, we will but, see. I mean, he, he, he ain't going anywhere. He didn't go anywhere unless all of a sudden they do that crazy waiver shit. Well, I mean, or whatever. I mean, that can happen. And guys like Verlander and Miggy are guys that are definitely going to be kept on the 40 man roster. And if, and if they're going to, if the team they're traded to makes the postseason, they're going to keep them on the fucking, on the roster, you know, the postseason roster. And as far as I understand, that's the conditions of, of making a trade after the trade deadline. Because we did that with uh, Sean Casey and what was it? 2006 when we brought him here from the Reds. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, shit. I mean, this is now that's this is now usually the time where I perk up in baseball. I mean, I've been paying attention all year thanks to playing fantasy. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is where I be. But but what's funny is we've been kind of you know we just talked about uh, where we were at the All Star break a month ago, and not much has changed, man. I mean, in the West, it's still the, the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers. And in the East, you got Boston and New York fighting it out uh, in the AL. I mean, it's Indians and Royals. Uh, it's going to be, you know, photo finish with those. And then, of course, it's been over in the AL West for a long time with the Astros on top. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> but not, not as much as LA, though. Houston's it's 6.57. So now the, there will be no October baseball in Detroit this year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's good. It means all focus can be on football. Well, how many years does that mean they've missed the playoffs now? Uh, since when? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last year they were in the playoffs. I mean, that's four years. Yeah. In this in this stretch since two thousand six. That's the longest drought they've had without making the playoffs. They made them in 2006. They made them in 2009. They made them in 2012. They made them in 2013. So I, don't know, I think it's we're we're having these experiments with putting these young guys in these leadership positions. I mean, go do that shit in Toledo. Like, go give. Like, I mean, I guess they're a couple of years in now, but I mean, you know, make. Make Osmus the manager of the Mud Hens. You know, have Al Alvila run the fucking Mud Hens for a second. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's it's showing that these guys uh, hadn't done the job before they got the job. That's just me. They've gotten mediocre results. Uh, actually, horrible results because they've missed the playoffs the entire time. They, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, let's just look at it this way. In our lifetimes... When were the Tigers successful? When they had experienced managers in there, and they had GMs that had proven their worth. Yeah, yeah. I've done think about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, every time they've tried this, let's get Alan Trammell in there as a clusterfuck. I mean, Buddy Bell, I guess he was an experienced manager, but I mean, that was the that was you know he took over for fucking Sparky Anderson, and that was just a fucking. At the, that's a time most Tigers fans like not to think of. Like the, the mid '90s into the early 2000s is just the, the the wasteland of you know. T- 
Tiger baseball in Bobby our lifetime. Higginson, Travis Fryman era Tigers. Yeah, the Randy Smith era, you know, era Tigers. That's what caused the corner to get shut down. But the corner get, being 100 plus years old is what got the corner shut down. The building was old. You can only remodel things so many times. Well, that to me, that also goes to show you that they said they took a look around and said, "We're not going to be contenders anytime soon. How do we get some excitement going on in this franchise? Let's build a new stadium." Yeah, bought them a couple it's, years, and it's just what they needed. I mean, that's so. The solution to this, we burn down Comerica Park. Yep. Okay. Start again. Well, the way they go through fucking buildings anymore. I mean, Comerica Park is coming up on twenty years old. Yeah, it's amazing to me how quickly they'll. Like, stadiums, I remember them opening as a kid, already being shut down. Like, what? Huh? Yeah, the Palace. They're a perfect example. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the Palace. And they're going to tear it down. What about, doesn't it Skydome in Toronto? Yeah. So that opened that in, what, the early 90s? Yeah, so that, that thing's already came and went. Uh, you guys there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Got a little, little too quiet. All right. No, just funny enough, baseball seems to be content with their way their all their teams are structured. That's why no big blockbuster deals are hit. And I mean, when you look at the winning percentages, I guess, you know, why would there be? Yeah, I mean, there's two divisions where it is over. So everyone in those division are sellers, or at least they should have been. Do the Mariners actually think they're going to come back? They're 16 games out. It is August 1st. I don't see that happening. Yeah, you know, I... I <laughs> I heard someone say, oh, is Robinson Cano happy with his fucking contract out there in Seattle? And I'm like, yeah, well, he's drying his tears with fucking $1,000 bills. He's all right. Yeah, he goes home to a Scrooge McDuck-like pool full of money. Exactly. All right. So is that all that that uh, needs to be said about the trade deadline? A lot of of ho-hum activity. I mean, a couple moves, but yawn. What do the kids say? Meh, it's this year's trade deadline. Just seems like the the big moves aren't at the trade deadline anymore. The big moves are in the off season. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I you know, one article I read said this is gonna the lack of moves at the trade deadline is gonna bode well for the hot stove. You know, period of time in the winter here. Oh, how about David Price getting injured though? Huh? Fuck him. That's I'm glad to see that. That guy is there a dick? Yeah, is there a bigger piece of shit? Wandering around, flapping his fucking gums right now in, in a Red Sox uniform than David Price. He sucks. I'm glad he left Detroit. Well, dude, if you remember, he wasn't here but two weeks, and everybody knew that he didn't want to fucking be here. He was, he, in a matter of weeks, he got, he got the whole clubhouse like, can we get rid of this idiot? And we had him for, what, a season and a half. He wasn't just a rental player. And, I mean, he made it clear there was going to be no re-signing in Detroit. You know, then he goes to, to the Red Sox. And Dennis Eckersley, who is no homer, I mean, he, he, he does color for the Red Sox. If a Sox player is playing like shit, he's going to call him out on it, which is what he did. And fucking David Price stands up and starts cussing him out and, and trying to fucking tough guy his way, you know, at, basically blindside him with the tough guy routine on, on the, the Red Sox fucking private jet. Is that because he should have pulled a Patrick Waugh on him? I can't fucking hear you. Got my World Series rings in my ears. Dick. Well, I guess he's, I guess he's awful lucky that Dennis Eckersley is n- not the type of, you know, not a Nolan Ryan type guy who didn't go, 
Oh, you want to talk shit? Okay, young, get your ass off the plane. I'm going to fucking wipe the goddamn tarmac with your fucking face. You got a choice. You got a choice. You can get off the plane, or I can throw you off the plane and kick your ass. I will beat your ass on the runway. Not even care. I mean, I'm sorry. As a sports fan, I get... I mean, look, we have one of the biggest fucking homers in all of sports of sports reporting here in Detroit and Mickey Redmond. I thought you see the Iceman. Uh-huh. Well, he ain't got fucking one-tenth of the fucking... One one-hundredth of the people don't know who Iceman is compared to Mickey Redmond. That's, that's the only reason. He's up there with him, though. But no, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, Mickey Redmond is just a fucking unapologetic homer for the, for the Red Wings. And it's amusing a lot of the times, but... It's also refreshing when you have someone who's going to call it like they see it. And if you want honesty, that means you're going to get criticism from time to time. And for David Price to cuss out fucking Dennis Eckersley and then announce, uh, what we do is hard. Who the fuck are you talking to? Well, you don't think this isn't this isn't some guy who went to broadcast school. I mean, this is fucking Dennis Eckersley. He's been in the fucking wars, you dipshit. Yeah. He gave up the most famous home run in our lifetime. Backdoor slider to Kirk Gibson. Game one, 88 World Series. Okay. Did it much more rough and rugged than you ever did there, buddy. Like, uh, I mean, I understand that you don't have to. It's a different league. Well, I just, I just got to wonder if, you know, I understand you don't have to like everybody on your fucking team if you're a fan. But I really got to wonder, as much as Sox Nation Likes to think that, I mean, they're like, you know, the 26th man on the roster collectively. Is some, you know, is the fan base, and I guess this is the problem with not really knowing a whole lot of Red Sox fans, like personally. I want to know if the fan base is like, can someone tell this idiot to shut up? Because I, I, I think pretty much if he was in Detroit and he pulled that shit with like fucking Rod Allen, first of all, Rod Allen would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I've seen the video of Rod Allen in the Tokyo Leagues chasing a motherfucker with a baseball bat through the outfield. All right. Rod Allen doesn't play that shit. Rod Allen don't play? Yeah. He he told David Price, I got something for your high yellow ass, motherfucker. Come here. He didn't let him know. So uh, that right there, I don't think it would have. I don't think it went down like it went down in Boston. But I, I, I mean, the guy seems like he's a pain in the ass wherever he goes. Yeah. He was a constant crier in Tampa, unless they were fucking doing, you know, winning and doing well. And hey, when shit's going good, it's easy to be a fucking rah rah cheerleader. It's when shit goes bad that you see people's true fucking nature come out. Oh, I didn't know you- yeah, it's it. You love it. It's uh, you love the good, but when the bad comes, no, no one, no, no one's a fan of that. Everyone wants to feel well, rich. It's Wasn't he a Blue Jay though? Who, David Price? Yeah, I don't think so. Wait a minute, you know what? You might be right. I think he did. Didn't he get traded at one point? Think so. I know we traded for him, and that was in the 2014 season. Here, hold on a sec, because now you've got my curiosity up. Yeah, yep. In 2015, we traded him to Toronto. In 2016, he signed with Boston. So all these teams that this man's been on, I mean. That alone should tell you what kind of person he is. Great pitcher or not, decent stuff or not, when you're the shit, people will put up with a lot of shit to keep you. Well, I think that is something we have said many times on this show. 
We're our own echo chamber. But it's true. Your output's worth it. People will put up with lots of shit from you. But price is out. Price ain't, price ain't had, but what? Two good seasons in his career? Maybe three? He won 20 games in 2012. Combined in 2015 between Detroit and Toronto for 18 wins. And he went 17-9 and nine in 2016 for uh, Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. And he had a 19-win season in 2010 with uh, Tampa Bay. So those are his best seasons. Yikes. I mean, look, I, to me, his, his ability was never what was the question. It was his attitude. I mean, I, I remember, okay, I remember when the Dodgers traded Mike Piazza to the Marlins for like, you know, he, I think he was there for like a couple weeks. And Piazza was basically like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not retiring a Marlin. Sorry, you guys get on the phone and make a trade. Next thing you know, they sent him to fucking uh, the Mets. I mean. Do you think it's Mike Piazza's fault? Well, no, what I'm saying is there's a way of doing shit without basically pissing off an entire organization. I mean, it, it's always going to leave a bad taste in an organization and, and you're fellow players, some of your fellow players' mouths. Most, I, I would like to think most players are professional enough to understand if you don't think there's a shot, for, if you don't think the team you're playing on is the right fit, has the right fit, or you don't think there's a shot you're going to win to not want to be on that team, I, understand, I, I would like to think most players would be like, okay, whatever. It sucks that you're not, you don't want to be here, but we don't want someone who's not gonna, who doesn't want to be here and is not going to play well because... You know, their mind is already worrying about free agency two years down the road. But, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's better just piss them off early. Let's do it now. I think, just, I think it's just better to be honest instead of being a dick about it. And David Price come off like a dick about it. He come off as a dick to the press. He come off as to, to a dick to his fellow players. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I... Came off as a dick to the city of Detroit. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he'd be... He, and this is Detroit... Like, when he like, left, nobody was crying. You didn't really hear a cry of, oh, no, not David Price. We were, like, collectively, like, all right, go, asshole. See ya. Later. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like when Brandon Inge retired. <laughs> fucking... I, I'm still a fan of Higginson. Sorry. All right. Yeah. And if Higginson, if, Hig- if Higginson had been a role player on a World Series team, I would totally understand the people who love Higgy and et cetera, et cetera. But he wasn't. He was brought in here, and he was proclaimed some type of savior for the Tigers. He was never that guy. And, I mean, that's is that his fault? I don't think so. I mean, Brandon Inge was held up as, like, you know, a player that he's not. Brandon Inge was a solid player, but he is he was not a perennial all-star. You know, I mean, it's just... He was what he was. He He's, he's not going to the Hall of Fame anytime soon, guys. Well, we know that. Just a lot of people in Detroit didn't seem like I did. I didn't understand it between management and fans. Like, why are we so attached to this very average ball player? Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> it really doesn't matter because <laughs> we don't even have a who, who's our guy now. Who's who's our scrappy white guy that we, that, that everybody can fucking. Love on the Tigers at this point. Don Kelly? Or is he not on the Tigers anymore? <laughs> Don Kelly, baby? He's, he's been gone a while. I mean, what is it? Uh, oh, shit. How do you pronounce it? Mickey Mushuk? Oh, Matuk Mahook? The guy? Yeah. That, 
the the guy Earl interrupted a story once for to ask us who he was. Squirrel. We're talking about something completely different, and he's hey, you ever heard of this guy? Because he's watching the Tiger game. Yeah. So, I, I should, should we call it and predict that that's going to be the scrappy white guy that 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 all the fucking all the uh, the undersexed fucking unhappy in their marriage. 40-something-year-old women are going to be holding signs. You're my tiger. You're so hot down at Comerica Park here next season. Sure. Don't they do that already for Justin Verlander? No. Not anymore. No. He's old and busted. He's putting it to Kate Upton. They don't want him anymore. <laughs> they need a new hotness. <laughs> I want to put it to Kate Upton. All right. So if we beat the baseball horse enough. Pretty much. Wrung everything we could out of it this week. Hope we're not missing anything glaring, like something huge happened. Like, you know, congratulations, Beltre. On the 3,000 hits. I don't care who you are. That's impressive. And it was a double when he did it. <laughs> you, know, you know what's fucked up? I feel like 3,000 hits isn't, not that I feel personally it isn't a, a big career milestone, but I, feel, I don't feel like it's, it, there's as much hoopla surrounding it as it used to be. Like, I don't know if it's because of the metrics people have shit all over traditional baseball stats so much that you know you, you have people now going oh, who gives a fuck it's like wins wins are overrated you know for a pitcher okay i mean i'm sorry we've said i've said this before but uh at the end of the season what do they tally up to see who goes to the to the playoffs it ain't value over replacement player or what uh yeah w threading up yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a lot of things, though, Rich. I think it's you know uh, drug enhancements, uh, rule changes. Wait, what? All right, here we go. Keep going. What? Huh? What? What? <laughs> You're coming out of left field, but keep going. I'm following the bouncing ball. No, 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 no. What changes? Why? Why it's not such a big deal? Because now people expect that. You know, when Aaron Judge hits a home run, that's fucking forever long people are like well yeah you know that's judge's chamber and he's the man and yankees you know back in the day people hit a ball that far they're like oh my god i didn't even know that ball could travel that far laws of nature and gravity should have said it hit before then what the hell you know back when when home runs you know babe ruth and hank aaron and mickey mantle when people were setting records and all of that it was like oh my god you know and then we, we we thought we hit it again with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and, and Barry Bonds, but then, you know, PEDs, and people were like, oh, you cheated. Oh. And, you know, now there's no intentional walks. So, I mean, just with, with drug enhancements and rule changes, people type kind of expect a certain level of play from people. You know, 21 seasons from pitchers, you know, complete game shutouts. You know, a perfect game every other week. You know, we're halfway in to no intentional walks. Do we really miss it? No, because it still happens. <laughs> Just because the catcher isn't standing to the you know side of the plate doesn't mean it wasn't intentional. It's like nowhere in the vicinity where somebody's going to try to hit that ball. It's true. There's always a loophole. Well, I just fucking, maybe I'm too old school. But I go with the Don Drysdale theory of putting someone on base why waste four pitches when i can put them on with one there you go Hit him. <laughs> fuck your intentional walk i'll just drill you 
you can you can rub it off it on the way down to first. Chip Aaron Judge's other tooth. You won't be trying to steal because your leg will hurt. <laughs> Big old softball on your thigh. Speaking of, actually, that's something that has happened twice in the last what week or two. People getting fucking hit in the head at bat, and it's like these weren't like changeups being thrown at them. It was, one of them, it, one of the guys was on the Tigers. It hit him what a ninety-eight mile per hour fastball hit him in the head. Jesus. I mean, I you know if if they're back to using PEDs that are undetectable, then at some point you're going to start fucking. We're going to have we're going to send guys up to bat, you know, wearing goalie fucking equipment from hockey. With a full face mask. Wearing a, everyone wears a catcher's mask. Well, I mean, dude, they have elbow guards, they have shin guards, they have shoulder guards, etc., etc., etc. They got I anything mean, to guard their vaginas, or See? yeah. They have they uh, they they have cups, but you know, I'm not sure how much good that does. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just I don't I don't know. I just I feel when Randy Johnson was pitching, there was a huge deal watching him throw the ball. And then you got somebody like that now with Kershaw, and people are like, "Well, yeah, but that's you know, that's Kershaw. He's gonna do that. He's gonna throw a complete game. He's gonna throw a shutout, no hitter." Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's okay. Randy Johnson gets up to pitch, but even, even the catcher's like, this is going to hurt. <laughs> so the bar's been raised. Is that what we're getting at? No, there I think the bar's standards? been lowered. No, I think the bar's been lowered. It's it's just more acceptable now. It's just like, eh, meh. That's what I'm saying. Isn't Clayton Kershaw freaking nature if he's out 20 years ago? I I would think now he it's is just kinda, today, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ex- yeah, expectations are higher. Yes, like, seen it, you know, the whole been there, done that mentality. Right, but, I mean, on, on, on the real, what what's higher? What's better than, you know, Kershaw and the way he pitches to make somebody go, wow, nowadays? I mean, I can't really think of anything, because if you've ever seen a sinker, yeah, oh, God. That pitch is, that pitch, no bullshit, is borderline cheating. <laughs> the robots, robots start pitching. You can defuse bombs. Yeah. See, we need a guy out there with a mechanical cars. arm or, or a fucking prosthetic or something. <laughs> Get a twelve-year-old. <laughs> the robot versus Clayton Kershaw. I mean, we had Michael Phelps versus Shark. <laughs> Next time, I want the shark in the pool. Next to Michael Phelps while he's wearing it. Chum necklace. That'd be like that Tyson Spinks fight. It was over in like forty three seconds. All right, so yeah. Well, from what from from one shitty trade deadline, or from a shitty trade deadline to uh, a shitty headline, I uh, got a real good fucking chuckle out of Jay Billis from ESPN and his holier than thou attitude <clears throat> when it comes to Levar Ball and an article he published uh, yesterday. On ESPN.com. Uh, headline is, LeVar Ball crossed the line, and it isn't worthy of our attention. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I want to know this guy's grade in journalism school, because it literally was... Sorry, continue. Uh, did he evaporate as soon as he finished that sentence? It was, it was like a, a paradox. 
No, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the whole thing, okay, well, the whole thing is, is this is brought about by him, LeVar Ball, basically demanding that they they, uh, replace a female official in one of his son's AAU fucking games. And now, all of a sudden, ESPN has come out, and they posted the article, and their headline was, LeVar Ball's act isn't funny. It's dangerous. And I'm just like, let me go on a fucking three-day beer and White Castle bender, take the nastiest shit I can, and everybody at ESPN can wipe my ass with their tongue. Fuck you pussy motherfuckers, you double standard having white knight pieces of shit cunts. Fuck all y'all. Alright? LeVar Ball has been shitting on anybody and everybody he can for the last fucking year. And you idiots have fucking put him on the fucking sports center, put him up against Stephen A. Smith, had him debate people every time he said something completely fucking retarded and asinine. Like, I could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. I could take Shaq in a two-on-two. Etc. Etc. You people fucking enjoyed all the bullshit that came with it. You put them all over your channel, and that and, and oh, and by the way, when he told uh, what's her face, Christine, uh, was it Leahy? Who, who's the chick that's on Colin uh, Cowherd's? Uh, yeah, Christine Leahy. Sure, that sounds right. To stay in her lane. You didn't hear fucking. You didn't hear ESPN saying hardly shit about it. Why? And it definitely wasn't fucking, it, it wasn't this whole, you know, oh, well, we must protect the, 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 this, this, this poor woman here. Why? One, because she's not on their fucking network. So anyone who thinks this is genuine from ESPN, you're fucking retarded and stupid. Because he already insulted a woman. Oh, God, we can't do that anymore. Apparently. But because she's not on, she's on Fox Sports and she's not on ESPN, they completely turned a blind eye towards it. Now it's only that he fucking went off on an, on an official. After acting like a jackass, pulling his team off the fucking court because he got teed up by another official. I mean, this, guy's a this, is, bag, the, man. this is the brave new world we live in, folks. This is the brave new world we live in. Remember, women can do anything a man can do. You just can't criticize them like you would a man because that's hate speech. Yeah, of, all his, of all his idiotic fucking statements, of all his transgressions against other people. This is the one that's it. This is what this, this is. This is the, the unforgivable sin. Why? Because she sits down to take a piss. Yeah. But I think the pro- problem here is, is he blatantly, like I said in the pre-chat, he blatantly said that the woman official needed to be replaced by a male official. So it wasn't just you know how he talks and you know all the rubbish that he says or whatever you you know you want to say about it, and it's not just outlandish and just so far-fetched that you're never going to beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, LeVar, type shit. It was the fact that it was a clear, cut, 100% sexist statement. Yeah, and they've been egging him on for the last year. Yep. And loving it. See, this was about maybe five, six years ago. I watched this happen outside of the sports world to a musician. John Mayer, who, even if you don't want to know who John Mayer is, like most of us, you still know who John Mayer is. All right. This, this, he, John Mayer used to be known 
as one of the best interviews because the motherfucker would say the most outlandish shit that came to his mind. And honestly, for all his douchebagginess, he was an amusing guy. So he was doing an interview with Playboy. And they're egging him on. Just like every other interviewer has done for years and years and years at this point. Because they're waiting to get that fucking, that golden quote from him. So they're egging him on. Hey, you know, your team photo is pretty impressive. You know, you fucked Jennifer Aniston. You fucked, uh, uh, who's that long neck bitch from uh, Party of Five? Uh, not, Nev, not Nev Campbell, the other one. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Thank you. Yeah. Fucked Giraffe Neck. Really? Uh, that's the thing. That's what you speak about her. You know she has a giant rack, right? Well, yeah, I know. Gotcha. Right under her, under underneath her giraffe neck. Yes, that is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, she can eat from the top of a tree. She has to do is stretch some, it out. I got some, it. Some men see different things than other men. I got you. All right. I'm not saying I kick her out of bed. Neck too I big. Mean, I mean, I'm just saying that neck. Had, she, okay, she could deep throat a horse and still have room to spare. <laughs> that's how fucking long her neck is. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And breathe at the same time. Yeah, there's nothing I can do for her. I mean, I'm sorry, sweetheart. It, it, that's a waste of neck for me. I'm white. So anyways, and then uh, Jessica, Jessica uh, uh, the, oh, shit, Jessica Simpson, et cetera, et cetera. And they said, so what do you, what do you, what do you notice that's the same about all these? And he goes, well, most, you know, oh like I, I have no problem with, with, with anybody of any race. I, you know, I, 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 me and Trick Daddy are boys. I, when I go down to Miami, we hang out. And I got a hood pass, but apparently my dick's a white supremacist because all it wants is, 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 is white blonde women. And everybody lost their shit. He's a racist. He's a fucking misogynist. He's a caveman. How dare he say this? This is what you've been egging him on to fucking say. This is what you've been grooming him to fucking say in the media and, and encouraging him to say whatever comes to mind to get that golden quote that you can put at the top of your fucking article in Rolling Stone, and Spin, and every other fucking magazine, it was even Guitar World, okay, was looking for that golden quote. And Playboy got out of him, and he had to go on stage and cry and apologize, and this and that. I, really? For what? For making a, a bad joke, all right? You know LeVar Bell is going to say the most outlandish shit you can get him to fucking say. You just have to give them a little bit of encouragement. Let me tell you something. If it was all black men that were fucking making these calls on him in these games, he'd have something to say about that. He's got something to say about everybody and everything. Exactly. So spare me the fucking false outrage now that he dared say it about a woman. Who gives a shit? Stop being white knights. Stop white knighting all over the place, ESPN. Remember, these are strong, independent women. They don't need no man. They don't need you speaking for them and being outraged on their behalf and protecting them. Like they're these fucking little wilting flowers that, God forbid, can't get too much sunlight. It's just, it's just pure hypocrisy across the fucking line. And it's a bunch of bullshit. And if you're going to call this guy on anything, call him on this stupid-ass fucking helicopter parenting that he's been doing with these fucking brats of his for fucking years Dude, now. I'm calling it. He's going to get... Navar Ball is going to get menendez You watch it. Maybe not now. Maybe not five years from now. Maybe like 10, 20 years from now. Let me ask you a fucking question. What do you think is going to happen to that, the, to any female official that he says he doesn't want 
officiating the game he's involved in. It's hard will just keep being played over and over and over now. Now it's been okay. played. Now, you, you, you want to know what he did? He complained about his, his son's high school coach. And guess what they did? They fired the, his fucking son's high school coach. He cost a grown man his job with his bitching and complaining. Where's the outrage from that? I guarantee you, this fucking female official is only going to make more money because of what he said. The, his fucking son's high school coach is now making no money because of what he said. Where's the outrage for that? If you can be selectively outraged, you're not really outraged. It's not the world we live in anymore. We missed a meeting, and I feel like it was an important one. It's just more bullshit from ESPN, and I'm trying to fucking have their cake and eat it too. And it's 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 just it's garbage, man. It's garbage. And for Jay Billis to come out and act like he's some sort of fucking uh, moral arbiter, because oh. He's dangerous because he, he says he doesn't want a female roughing. That's dangerous? An idiot who you've encouraged to say idiotic things for the last year said something idiotic, and that's dangerous? You, no, you, know what's, you built this monster, fuckhead. No, you know what's dangerous? Dangerous is when you fucking go into a war zone where people are trying to kill you with IEDs. Okay? Dangerous is... You know, working a fucking job, 300, 400 feet in the air, where if you fucking slip, that's the last slip you're ever going to fucking have. This isn't dangerous. He didn't fucking physically beat this woman. He didn't physically threaten this woman. There's no danger involved here. It's hyperbole. It's bullshit. It's fake outrage. You are fake news. Outrage. Sorry. It's, it's no different than fucking if E all of a sudden turned on the Kardashians. Motherfucker, you're the channel that fucking made him a household name. How the fuck are you going to shit on your own creation? This is what you wanted. Now you got it. You don't want it no more. What is the old saying? Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Yeah. Well, you got it. To quote Malcolm X. He, Malcolm X said, I'm an old farm boy. So when chickens come home to roost, that's nothing sad to me. And the chickens have come home to roost. So I, I, I don't get it. What, what, the, what the fuck, what the fuck is, is, is the, the sports world supposed to do? They're supposed to fucking now turn their back on this guy because of this. Nothing else he's ever said. But this? I saw a thing, an alert came across my phone today, and apparently he said anytime he makes a comparison to Michael Jordan, it is for entertainment. So, like, what's he trying to, to, to blow it off? Oh, I was just fooling. Well, it also, you know, Jordan came out and said... <laughs> Whenever you're ready? Well, he, he said, you couldn't beat me if, even in, in, one, in a one-on-one game, even if I had one leg. So, I mean, you know, basically Jordan was like, all right, fool. Jordan was like, you couldn't beat me right now. Yeah, you and them, you and them butter yellow teeth have had enough fucking fun at my expense. Now I'm just going to tell it like it is. You ain't shit. You ain't ever going to be shit. You never were shit. Sit your fucking half milk dud ass looking head down and shut the fuck up. Adults are talking. That's right. And I, I, I'm only pissed that they don't fucking stick these, they, they don't stick him in the same room with Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal with no cameras and no fucking way of recording it for about five minutes and see who, see who comes out of that room with their fucking head held high. I know, right? Because <laughs> one, well, one of two things is going to happen. Ball's either going to talk shit to him and get his ass kicked, or he's going to kiss their ass and walk out. And get with, his ass kicked. He's gonna walk out with the taste of both their cocks in his mouth. Oh damn! Fucking! I was thinking the other day, or maybe it was today. Maybe we should stop covering this dipshit. We're helping to to feed the monster, to feed the beast. 
Should we put a moratorium on LeVar Ball unless he does something crazy, like, I don't know, pulls his dick out in front of the president? I don't know. Hey, but I don't think this is really covering LeVar Ball as much as it is ESPN's backtrack. Hey, welcome back. No, that's exactly how I feel. Because, I mean, he, we, it, it's got to the point, we even said it a few episodes ago, because it's gotten to the point with this fool where he's going to say stupid shit to stay in the news. That's his M.O. I'm just going to fucking run my mouth to keep my fucking name in the in paper. And, and I'm, well, not, you know, not literally the paper anymore, but you get my point. All right. To me, the, the story isn't him and this fucking, him, him saying he doesn't want a fucking woman ref in the game is, is barely a story to me. Because I'm guaranteeing you, if all the refs were fucking men and they teed his ass up, and he felt that he wasn't getting calls. He just had something to say about that, too, because he's already done it. It's ESPN all of a sudden, oh, we oh, can't have this. Oh, this is horrible. I mean, and on top, on top of, that, of Mount Pius. On top of that, what's, what is there really to talk about with his son? I mean, Lonzo, he's, the MVP of the, he's the MVP. He's got $500 tennis shoes you can buy. That he don't wear. Second overall pick in the draft. Okay, and he's done what? So was Darko. What the? F- so far, Darko's got a better fucking resume than than Lonzo. Hey, Darko has a thirty for thirty, yo. Well, it's an E sixty, yeah. But <laughs> it's called "What the Fuck Happened." <laughs> it's searching for Darko. Darko. That's literally what it. That's literally what it's called, and it's pretty funny because I saw the commercial for it, and apparently. Darko hated Larry Brown. He used to call him Satan. And they had a scene or a, an interview with Chauncey Billups, and Chauncey Billups was like, that boy just walked around with a deer in headlights look the entire time I played with him. He didn't know what the hell was going on. So I don't think it's going to be a love letter to him, at least not from, at least not from the Pistons. Uh, not from the Pistons. So, <clears throat> I mean, they thought they, in, that, in that commercial, they flat out called him the biggest bust in NBA history. Damn. And remember, Jordan wasn't taken first overall in his draft. So that means there's someone that was taken before him. And if he ain't considered the biggest bust in NBA history, because Darko is, shit. Uh, we have the uh, oh, the Pistons have the Jamarcus Russell mm-hmm. of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if they're going to play the clip of uh, Sheed going, Mellow who during the fucking uh, cell, the, the, during the, the championship parade. They may. Although that also doesn't look like it would have panned out either, really. <laughs> looks like we dodged a bu- Looks like the one we should have picked was Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I mean, think, think, think about how different the landscape of the NBA would have been if they'd have fucking made a different fucking pick. Because it, it, if it had been Dwayne Wade in a Pistons uniform... Yeah, the last, what, 14 years in the NBA would be a lot different. You could have had a nice little Lake Erie rivalry. Well, another thing is Cleveland. Another thing is about that, that, that Darko uh, E60 is something I didn't realize. He's only 30, what, 2, 33 years old right now? How fucking young was he when they drafted him? He was a kid. Oh, yeah, because that, that was the last year that uh, you could come right out of high school, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. It was the year Bron Bron got drafted. Yeah, and then after that, they conveniently made it so you had to had to do one year. And then Greg, was it Greg Oden? Yeah. When you're considered a bigger bust than Greg Oden. Damn. Yeah. That's, Damn. Pre- that's, 
that's pretty rough, man. Ouch. But it didn't help that they were showing highlights of Darko doing shit like going for a, an, a wide open dunk and missing. You know, shit like that. Him and Woody Harrelson wasn't exactly helping the race with the you know the whole trying to dunk thing. Way, way, way to live up to a stereotype, guys. And he was big too. He was tall. It should have been easy. He's seven foot. All you do is raise his hand, and put it in. That's it. Like seriously, what do you got? Like a three inch vertical? That's all you need. And you can't put a ball in a hoop. And you're a basketball player, professional. That's embarrassing, dude. That is seriously embarrassing. He will always and forever be my victory dance. He's the human victory cigar. Yep. <laughs> if he's yeah. if he, if he's in the game, one of two things has happened: you're getting blown the fuck out, or you're blowing someone the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a deficit no one's overcoming involved. I just won't forever forget the palace in the finals yelling for Darko. It was amazing. It was so fucking funny, and he was so happy to be there too. He was so happy to get in, and he didn't understand why they were chanting for him. <laughs> It means we won, bitch. Maybe, maybe it was it was a, a difference in cultures. Maybe he honestly thought it was legit chanting, like they really wanted him in the game. Hey, whatever. <laughs> you could tell me it's big. I know it's average size. I don't care. Just keep telling me what I want to hear. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Anyways, let's just let's just play the predict the prediction game here. You think anything's gonna come of fucking this this latest ESPN bullshit against Lonzo no. or Lavar? No, does it ever? I know I'm, I'm Mr. Cynical. And no, it's they got a 24-hour news cycle. They said it's been a slow NFL off season. Not a lot of arrests. Training camps are in. Ain't shit to talk about. Well, and Lonzo's part of fucking Showtime Lakers Part Two, so they're gonna you know quiet the shit. What Showtime? Now. What? Have, they don't mean last season, do they? Dude, I didn't come up with this. I'm not that smart or stupid. Pick your vernacular. I'm just saying, this is uh, is this is this based on their hopes for this coming season? This is based on Magic Johnson when running LeBron, the Lakers. When LeBron shows up in two years, uh, I, mm, I, I they haven't done shit yet. So I, I, to me, you got to earn a nickname. Yeah, I mean, the, the most pathetic motherfucker in any crew is the dude who gives himself his own nickname. Oh damn. Rich brought that shit up. He's right. Can't call him well, Showtime Lakers Part 2. Not just because Magic Johnson's running them. I mean, if you're going to do that, then you got to call the 49ers the Tampa Bay defense and Tampa 2, you know, but just because John Lynch is there. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. Big Magic Johnson. What's he done? <laughs> He's got AIDS. <laughs> He attained, magic, he attained AIDS. Attained what AIDS. does magic stand for? Oh, we, My ass got infected, coach. <laughs> are we, we going to go? Are we going to go back to twenty-five years ago and gonna crack out? And uh, you know, he blew a piston in his car, etc., etc. Ha! <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that one. I was waiting for that one. Don't knock them all out. No, but seriously, I mean, they haven't done fucking shit, man. I mean. The biggest news out of the Lakers in the last couple of years is that dude busting, getting busted uh, for cheating on his woman. That, that's the biggest story since Kobe retired coming out of the Los Angeles Lakers locker room. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if that's your claim to fame recently, 
you don't have much fame at this point. So, yeah. <sighs> but anyways, yeah. Um, well, I mean, speaking of uh, 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 football and not a whole lot going on in the, uh, in the off season, but apparently John Gruden was like, well, this was a perfect time to get my name back in the fucking news because apparently he's saying he wants to come back and coach again. Will his contract not get renewed at ESPN? They bring it someone else? I don't know. But, yeah, he claims that uh, he's been getting up at 4 a.m. to study film, preparing to get back into the game. With who? Brett- Don't you have to have a gig? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> According to Brett Murphy on Twitter, he says, John Gruden tells Pewter Report he'll coach again. I'm not in here every day at 4 a.m. watching pinball and preparing myself to come back. And then the little article on uh, thespun.com, which is an unfortunate name for a sports website, because spun means something completely different if you've ever lived in the southwestern United States. Uh, Gruden most likely wants to coach again in the NFL. That's where he was from 92 to 2008. The sport he's been analyzing. But if he wants a head coaching job, he's probably more likely to land a college one. There you go. And they go on to say, the, of all the college football programs, most likely to hire him would probably be Tennessee. And Gruden has recently called the volunteers his dream job and has spent time on Knox, the Knoxville, Tennessee campus. Tennessee's current coach, Butch Jones, is on somewhat of a hot seat. So apparently this could be something that comes to fruition here. So My thing is, all right, great. John Gruden goes back to coaching. Outside of winning a Super Bowl with another guy's fucking team and possibly one of the greatest defensive or uh, yeah, defensive coordinators in modern football, what the fuck has he done? I mean, he didn't win shit. He's got his quarterback camp. Well, he didn't win shit after that, that, that Super Bowl. He never won another fucking playoff game. Yeah, he did. With uh, Oakland, right? No. That's who, they, that's who they traded. They literally gave a first-round draft pick to Oakland to get Gruden. Tampa Bay did. Because Warren Sapp famously said the first day he met Gruden, he said, that's it. All five foot ten of you, this is what we gave up a first round draft pick for? There's not like a herd of elephants that come with you or something? <laughs> Fucking Sapp. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Basically, the only, I think the only reason Gruden got any respect to the Sapp is because Gruden snapped back at him. and <laughs> was like, yeah, well, it looks like... Looks like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles been running boot on your ass for the last three seasons, so why don't you shut the fuck up? And I was like, damn, all right, well. But, yeah, I mean, what's – look, I look, I like John Gruden as, as, as a commentator. He's – as far as being a head coach, he's amusing to watch. But if I'm a Tennessee football fan, I'm going, why the fuck are we trying to get him to come here? If this was him talking about coming to Michigan, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, send him, send him to Lansing. Ball. No, send him up to Lansing. Just go to East Lansing. That's just, it, 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 I don't. Sorry, John. Hey, I'll take him. You, you, you really haven't shown me a whole lot. I get up at three in the morning. I'm at, I'm at the office and I'm studying film. Yeah. How many playoff wins? How many winning seasons with Tampa did you have? Yeah, that's what I thought. So, what's all studying that film's getting you? Nothing whole lot of nothing 
I mean, I could I could get up at three in the morning and study film all I want. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be a fucking Hall of Fame head coach. Hey, dare to dream, Rich. Dare to dream. I'm just saying, I, Chris. You've said it multiple times whenever we've talked about him leaving Monday Night Football. I think he's in the perfect job for him. I really do. Seventeen I different blowjobs and seventeen different Monday nights. No Sunday I'm, nights. They get into town a day early. I mean, he's good on television. He's got his quarterback camp, so he can scratch that itch with with sitting down and talking to quarterbacks. Because any if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you know the quarterback carousel that he had, and he loves collecting quarterbacks like, you know, middle-aged women love collecting beanie babies in the 90s. I mean, seriously, it's just, he... The, 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 the fucking collection of quarterbacks going on in Chicago ain't got shit on Gruden back in the day. You know, I mean, they, they drafted Chris Sims, and he went out, and he's like, okay, well, I want five quarterbacks on my roster. Why? And you didn't do shit with any of these guys, but whatever. I don't know. I I just think I just think it's a mistake. Now the only <clears throat> now according to Pro Football Talk, if he does leave Monday Night Football, to me this is the best thing that could come out of him leaving Monday Night Football. Is Rex Ryan is in talks to replace him on Monday Night Football? Oh my God! Oh my God! All right, we now we now have to officially lobby the University of Tennessee to hire John Gruden. I, <laughs> against my better judgment, I kind of agree with you. Oh, that would be spectacular television, especially if Rex gets bombed because you know he's gonna. Am I the only one that misses Madden? Yeah, but Madden's like 180, dude. Yeah, now it wouldn't be that. Now it'd just be sad. I miss him. Like, remember when they trotted out Dick Clark? For those last few New Year's Eves, and you're like, oh, come on, man. Hi, Ryan. Yeah. Hi, Ryan. It's like, dude, no one wants to see stroked out Dick Clark. Yeah, and I said, I don't want to see old John Madden trying to remember what the fuck to say. Uh, I don't, I don't want to ever hear John Madden go, oh, fuck it, I don't know. I don't ever want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just always found it funny when Frank Caliendo does the impression, and he's like, and he always refers back to Brett Favre. Because he did, man. Christ. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> oh, please let Rex Ryan get this gig. Oh, my I, God. See, here's the thing. Over, under on how long he actually lasts before he says something that gets him fired. Uh, Two weeks. Thanksgiving? That's a long game. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, might, no. He'll piss off somebody during Thanksgiving, and that's what will get him fired. He'll say something crazy during the afternoon game on Thanksgiving when they know, like, tons of kids are watching. He'll talk about like getting a hooker or something like that. <laughs> forget get a couple get a couple of drinks into him. Forget where he's at. And start talking about time he hey, foot fucked a hooker. It's a holiday, right? Oh man, I mean, dude, I watched Hard Knocks with him on it when he was head coach of the Jets. And as someone who can use "fuck" as an adjective, a noun, a verb, an adverb, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that dude gives me a run for my money as far as cussing. Which is, which is like the man is an artist. <laughs> I just, I, I don't think it's, I, Rich doesn't the, really play, ever play football, like, ever, but he's still taking notes from Rex Ryan. <laughs> he's a fuck artist. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think in the heat of the moment that he could fucking remember where he's at and not start dropping cuss words, man. 
I mean, it's happened on live TV before. He's I mean, like just waiting for Monday Night Teleprompter and Rex Ryan to go, and this fucker here hands it to that fuck, and he's like, where the fuck am I? And they're all fucked. <laughs> and these cocksuckers ain't even blocking these motherfuckers over here, so we don't know what the fuck's going on. And also, you just see ESPN guys came come on the screen. And they pound the shit out of the quarterback. <laughs> Seriously, I have screen. I haven't I haven't seen an ass fucking like that since Jerry Sandusky, and all of a sudden he just yeah the screen just <laughs> e, please hold on technical difficulties comes back they're back to a two man team <laughs> they come back and they never mention him ever again yeah. his name is never uttered on Monday Night Football ever yeah. hey what they're three of you nope <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the shaggy now defense was sitting there what going, was? it's a miracle. There's two. There was three. Now there's two. It's been two Can of us the entire it? time. Yes. Oh, God. So, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, if you're going to replace John Gruden, I, uh, I, yeah, just for the spectacle of it, I would want to see fucking Rex Ryan in there. I mean, that's, that's just, it's all there is to it. And also, I did not realize this about Gruden. I re- okay, I knew. I mean, what was that? That 2002 season, man. It's 15 years ago. John Gruden's only 53. Wow. Like, that is a young man in the coaching game. Think about that. He won a Super Bowl 15 years ago. I mean, he was in his 30s. He was younger than I am now. Uh, that would be his... Damn, he was as old as I am right now. God, wow. Yeah, what have you done with your life? I'm going to go kill myself. See you guys. Mr. Christopher Media. I know, right? <laughs> that motherfucker's winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to go suck a tailpipe. See you guys. I actually had someone when I was 35 say, you know, by the time Jesus was 33, he had started a religion, died, and came back from the dead. You're 35. You better fucking get it in high gear. I was like, Damn. All right, you ain't got to throw Jesus at me though. Shit, you talk about talk about white privilege. He's the son of God. He's got deity privilege. So, what are you trying to say? Like, I'm a god? Is that what they were? It was it was a half ass attempt to motivate me to do something I didn't want to do, and I took it to a I took it to a level that they weren't expecting. <laughs> they, they, they forgot. Don't bring up fairy tales to me. But yeah. Anyways, I I have family in Tennessee. I have family who are Tennessee football fans, and if John Gruden ends up being the head coach at Tennessee, I fully expect because we don't get together for for anything but funerals. So the first funeral post, John Gruden, head coach Tennessee. I expect some interesting conversations. You know, something along the lines of, "Well, she do look natural." By the way, could Gruden fuck up that team any worse than he's doing? You know, like that type of shit. <laughs> I don't understand. It happened so suddenly. But then Gruden became coach, and it just went downhill from there. <laughs> Pretty much, man. It's not far off. <clears throat> but, yeah, that was, that, that, was, that was a little interesting blip on the, on the news radar. And I think it's interesting, like, we're what? Mm-hmm. About a, five weeks away from, well, I mean, no, actually, the Hall of Fame game is when? The 4th? 4th of August here? Is oh. It? Oh. So that's the first they, month, three Monday days night away? broadcast. Are they actually going to play it this year? 
Remember last year? Wasn't there some crazy bullshit last year and it never got played? Yeah, the pain on the field. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, this is damn close to the start of Monday Night Football season. And on top of that, this is awfully late in the fucking in the year to be talking about replacing a head coach at, at, at Tennessee. So I can't imagine this is going to be something that happens. He signed up to this be a year. mid-season replacement in the NFL. Someone always gets fired halfway through the season. It's lined up to slide right in there. Yeah, but mid-season replacements usually aren't there at the beginning of the next season. I mean, and Gruden knows that better than anybody. I mean, do you think he's going to fucking take a job just to be a, 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 a stopgap measure? Welcome to the new coach of your 2018 Jacksonville Jaguars, John Gruden. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not that far from Tampa. I mean, you know, so. I know, right? He, he knows where all the good strip clubs are in northern Florida. Some of those chicks are probably still there. <laughs> yeah, especially if they were 18 when he was in Tampa. But they're only it, on it, like, you know, Monday during the afternoon. <laughs> They're the they're the brunch strippers, the buffet strippers. They're the C team. Oh shit! But yeah, and then in other news, you got uh, the never ending Colin Kaepernick saga. You know what's funny about that, Rich, is they've been on that shit for like a year with Kaepernick. Is it going to be signed? Is it going to be playing? Blah blah blah. All of a sudden, Gruden's like, I'm coming back to coach. Kyle Kaepernick might be signed by the Ravens. Finally. Did they cover that? No. Fucking coach. Are you coming back? (laughs) Well, you make a big ordeal. Did he take a knee? Does he suck? You know, is it the way he dresses? (laughs) Why isn't he being hired? We will find out he's being hired. Cricket. Cricket. Because of a coach. Are you serious? Well, I mean, dude, I, I... This has been just a clusterfuck going on now for, I mean, it's we're coming up on a year of it with this Kaepernick shit, and I, to me, the, the one thing I take away from this is, if you want to fucking have, if you want to, if you want to have integrity and you want to take a stand, then you're going to have to learn that that comes with a fucking cost. And to me, once again, we made it. An hour and 30 minutes into the show before I fucking shit on millennials. But this... That's a new record. This is just this is, this is just the perfect example of that generation's attitude of any criticism is hate speech. And it's like, no, dude, that's not how this works. You have the right to kneel during the national anthem. You have the right to say that Castro was a good leader and America sucks and fuck the police. You got a right to all that shit. But everybody else around you has got the right to go. I don't want to fucking hire your ass. And Ray Lewis come out and said something that we've been saying for the better part of this entire fucking saga, which is, why don't you just shut up and let your play do the talking on the field? And unless I'm just missing it, I'm not seeing the same hate and and venom being spit at Ray Lewis for saying that as got spit at Michael Vick for saying, cut your fucking hair. So... Because Ray Lewis has a couple championship <laughs> rings. Got a, got a little bit more cred than Michael Vick. You know, although Ray, say Michael Vick's been to, to jail, but Ray Lewis has got the, Ray Lewis has got that shit haunting him. You know, everybody, his last Super Bowl when he was retiring, 
you know, all everybody did was uh, talk about, you know, all the great things he's done. Everyone just kind of glossed over that early part of his career, that little incident. Just kind of forgets about that. Well, I mean, it, does that give him some cred in the, hey, look, I fucked up when I was younger and I righted the, the ship before it was too late with that with that crowd? I mean, the only thing America loves more than tearing down celebrities is building them up for a comeback. I mean, there's there's very, not very few. The, the list of offenses to where you can't come back from is getting longer day by day with, you know, such bullshit as microaggressions and, you know, apparently... You can rape somebody without ever laying a finger on them now and all this nonsense that fucking people are trying to push is like, you know, crimes. Apparently saying hello to a woman on the street is akin to throwing her down and fucking her in her ass. I don't I don't get that one, but that's just me. I'm just a cisgendered white male. What the fuck do I know? But I mean, I think I think, you know what? I think I'm too old for all that, Rich, honestly, because people are talking about gender fluidity and all this. I'm like. What? I don't even understand it. Dude, at this point, it's just like you're just coming up with names for shit that, dude, it's a different it's a different subject. But I mean, gender fluid. Uh, didn't we have a name for that back when David Bowie was doing it? Wasn't it called androgynous? Yeah, it's, it's just a case of now. It's just it's just a case of this generation wants because they're all special. They want new labels that they. They're the douchebags who give themselves nicknames is what they're doing. And what they don't realize because they've never been criticized is that it's a douchebag move to give yourself a nickname. But they don't understand that because mommy and daddy never told them no. But that's that's for another fucking podcast <laughs> a little bit later in the week. On Regimented Saturdays? Because for me to that? But no, I mean... Is, is it, it to me? It seems like he falls within the the parameters of he fucked up, came real close to losing it all, pulled back on the stick, got his life out of the tailspin, and has pretty much kept his fucking as far as I know, kept his nose clean since then. I mean, unless he's got some like crazy ass like gambling addiction, or he's you know got every hooker in every state on speed dial, and we don't know about it. I mean, I haven't really heard a whole lot of negative about him since then. And, I mean, isn't that what we want when people fucking come that close to burning themselves with fire? To pull their fucking head out their ass and realize, hey, look, you're about to throw it all away. And this is this is not an opportunity that comes along very fucking often. And second chances are rare. You better take advantage of them. Yeah, it was a nice save. I'll give him that. We remember, Ray. But I think it's back to that uh, argument you had, Rich, about the LeVar Ball thing. They built this up for a fucking year. He's black, he's not employed, and he took a knee and all of this. And, and they've played on this for a fucking year. All of a sudden, he's a finally about to get signed, perhaps. I mean, it's it's very possible. And they just like looked at him and was like, if you tie your shoe, you better bend over. Don't take a knee. Uh, good luck with that. Coach Groot, it's like, what? Dude, stand by your story that you create. Once, just once. It's going to be Joe Flacco's backup. Congratulations. The funny part is it's between him and RG3. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Baltimore. Have you have you fallen that far? Well, wait a minute. Hasn't Baltimore already signed a backup quarterback? I mean, isn't that a done deal? Didn't they sign that, that, that kid that, uh, that transferred out of Stanford underneath Harbaugh when Harbaugh was coaching? 
He's got like negative passing yards or something in in the NFL. No, he hasn't even played in the NFL. Hold on, because I, I literally just remember them talking about this like a couple hours ago on uh, Sports Talk. Yeah, Josh Woodrum as backup quarterback. So is this for a number three spot? Ouch. No, hold on. That was a day ago. Five days ago, it says Raven sign, Raven sign, Arena League quarterback David Olson. Okay, what the fuck is going on in in, in Baltimore? Are they collecting quarterbacks like they're like <laughs> from the Gruden coaching from the Gruden coaching tree here? Oh, you might, Rich, you might legitimately be onto something. Is that tinfoil I hear? Hour and a half. We'll put it on. Yeah, this is on the 28th. It was reported the Ravens have signed quarterback David Olson to participate in training camp with Joe Flacco nursing a back injury. The team announced Friday. Flacco's injury led to speculation that Baltimore would pick up Kaepernick. Head coach Harbaugh spoke positively of Kaepernick on Thursday. Even if Kaepernick had landed with the Ravens, he would have been competing with Ryan Mallett and Dustin Vaughn for the backup job. Ryan Mallett? <laughs> He's still in the league? <laughs> yep. Wow. Olsen, like Kaepernick, has ties to Harbaugh's brother, Jim. Olsen began his college career at Stanford before transferring to Clemson. He appeared in Stanford's 55-17 win over Washington State in 2013, but did not throw a pass or carry the ball. He only played 15 snaps in three games in Clemson as a grad transfer in 2014, completing one of three passes for minus one yards. Gentlemen... We have more passing yards than this guy does. Damn. Where's our contract? Olsen has spent the last couple of years alienating between desk jobs and quarterbacking in the Champions Indoor Football League. He played for the Wichita Force and led the team to a, a league title, winning MVP of Champions Bowl II. Sure did. He played this year in the same league with the Kansas City Phantoms, but was injured. Hey, man, I'll take the practice <clears throat> salary. Okay, so... Okay, and then this is, as of yesterday... Ravens wave quarterback David Olson signed Josh Woodrum. Oh, thanks for coming out. Go back to your yeah. desk job. Damn, that lasted what? Four days? Shit. That's shorter than the Mooch guy. I know, right? It's not even long enough to get a cup of coffee. Uh, the Ravens, okay, the Baltimore Ravens have waved Olson and signed Woodrum to a quarterback as they continue to mull their options with Flacco expected to miss the first week of training camp. The Ravens have been in talk with Kaepernick. The team has also been thinking of bringing in Robert Griffin III to work out. Kaepernick drew, yeah, yes, yes, yes. We know what Kaepernick drew criticism for. Woodrum has not played in the NFL game. Has not played in an NFL game yet, but was a member of the Chicago Bears practice squad last season. He was most recently a member of the Bills' off-season roster, but was dropped in May. Woodrum would st- was a star at Liberty and threw for ten thousand two hundred sixty-six yards, fifty-nine touchdowns, and a completion percentage of sixty-three point nine. Olsen was signed just three days ago. So they literally have a quarterback carousel going on out there in Baltimore. And here's my question. Why the fuck, if Kaepernick wants to compete for a starting quarterback job, would he sign with Baltimore? You have Lower his expectations, keep- perhaps? Because well, you, you could have the potential of keeping it if you do well. I mean, look at last year with uh, Dallas. Dak wasn't supposed to be the guy all year, but he fucking did the damn thing, and he was the guy. Took the guy's yeah. job. Well, when you got a broken back, I mean, it's no longer your job, I think. Well, here's the thing, Flacco. He isn't like out six weeks or something. This isn't gonna. This isn't a back injury, unless they're bullshitting about the severity of it. This isn't a back injury. It's gonna keep him out 
of any regular season games. Dude, if they're talking about Colin Kaepernick and RG3, it's probably worse than they're letting on. Think about that. It's shit sandwich and a giant douche. That is like the Sophie's Choice of football right now. RG3 or fucking Kaepernick. Why don't you throw Johnny Football in there as well? Hey, it's better than Chicago's doing with Mark Sanchez. <laughs> hey, Sanchez is just trying to ride it out till he gets his pension. Eligible for the pension. Well, if if Flacco's injury is worse than what they're leading, what they're they're telling the the media, <coughs> then there's a very good chance they're, they're probably just going to sit him for all the preseason. Why would you? Why would you risk your fucking franchise quarterback getting fucked up on an injury in meaningless games? If you are working out RG3, you are fucking desperate because his pro career has been pretty shitty. It was over before it started. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Kaepernick ends up on the Ravens, man, I don't know. That's that's a weird part of the country, man, because, I mean... He involved in the activism in Baltimore. You know? Yeah, I mean, think about that city for a minute in the history of... He, he's demonstrating against the police department. Yeah, but for, you know... As much as people would like to think that, you know, oh, well, it's predominantly black city, he's going to be welcomed, blah, blah, blah. What about the fucking outskirts of the city? What about the fucking, you know, going out to the county areas? You know, the their version of the, the Detroit suburbs, you know, the metro Detroit area. He ain't gonna, they, there ain't going to be much love for him in those areas. I almost guarantee you that. Well, those people root for the Redskins? What the fuck has the Redskins done since the fucking Ravens have been in existence? Nothing. I mean, and maybe the old timers root for the Redskins, but if you were growing up and a kid in the nineties, who the fuck would you root for if you could root for both to either team? Ravens. Exactly. I mean, just based solely on just the personalities on the team, most kids are going to be attracted to the more bombastic personalities. That's going to be people that are on the, you know that were on the Ravens. I agree with you there. But I, I, I don't, part of me is, is just fucking real tired of this story, not for the reason of, you know, I'm tired of hearing his name, I got Kaepernick fatigue, whatever. It's not even that. It's just people refuse to look at, 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 at they, they, dig, they dig their heels in, and they've, well, they've dug their heels in. And they refuse to move. They refuse to listen to anybody else's opinion on the subject. I mean, right here on this podcast, Earl didn't agree with what he did. I don't really have a problem with what he did. I think, no, personally, I think the career suicide was wearing the socks depicting police officers as pigs. I think that was that was strike one, two, and three. And then he just dug himself his own grave with the whole fucking Fidel Castro rant that he went on that's not exactly endearing yourself to to a lot of people either so yeah he's in my opinion he's made some missteps but here's the deal no matter if earl supports or doesn't support what he did and i i mean you want to kneel yeah yeah, I, i support your right to kneel you have every right to we both agree that every team that every fucking nfl team has a right not to hire his ass also i mean to me this is the people who like to throw around the words, you know, entitlement and privilege seem like they're acting like he's entitled and he's, 
you know, to a job in the NFL just because he can throw a football. That doesn't work that way, man. And if these idiots ever paid attention in history class, they would know that this isn't the first time a group of people or a person has been blacklisted from doing what they do for a living. It happened in Hollywood back in the 50s with the whole, you know, Red Scare. Entire, you know, film studios, film studios lost entire fucking groups of directors, writers, actors, because they were labeled as sympathetic to communist uh, 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 propaganda, and they were blacklisted in Hollywood. I mean, this is nothing new in the U.S. This is this is this shit happens. All right. Bottom line. I mean, you want to go back even further? There was never a law saying that no one, that no black man could play in that major league baseball. It was an unwritten agreement between the owners to not sign black players and put them on their teams. And when Branch Rickey said fuck that and he, he signed Jackie Robinson and brought him up to the major leagues, he broke that unwritten contract. So, I mean, I don't, like, he, he needs a job. Why? You can't piss all over an employer's sensibilities and expect them to fucking hire you. Especially if you're, if you're a fringe quarterback. And the people who continue to try to make him as some sort of elite quarterback, let me ask you too. Who's more elite, Colin Kaepernick or fucking uh, uh, Matthew Stafford? Matt Stafford. Stafford. And he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Correct. I mean, and I, be honest with me. Would you guys have answered that before this controversy? Would you have answered the same way? Yes. Uh, going to a Super Bowl is not nothing, but since he's, the way he's been playing, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I said about Kaepernick... When this first, when he first started with the whole kneeling thing, is that he's not elite enough to be above paying for speaking out. He's not Tom Brady. Yeah. He's not fucking Ben Roethlisberger. All right. Ben Roethlisberger hit a stripper, and nobody talks about it. I mean, it. You want to you want to get away with shit. You better be the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Being white helps. It does. Yes, it does. Yeah, because not for nothing, like we were talking about Dak earlier, Tony Romo sucks big, huge, hairy donkey balls. He could, I'm staying healthier than Tony Romo, and I'm 360 pounds. And he still got away with everything and had a starting job. And I... I would say that's an owner that fell in love with Tony Romo. Not like, I want to fuck you, fall in love. But he definitely, Uncle Jerry definitely had a heart on for fucking Tony Romo. That was his boy. This is Troy 2.0. Exactly. He thought that he had, that, Chris, perfect way to fucking say that. He thought he had Troy 2.0 in, in, on his roster. They both begin with T. But, <clears throat> excuse me. And in Y, four letters. <laughs> Same ball. No. Only one rhymes with homo. <laughs> I loved when Artie Lang was on Joe Buck, his his short lived show, and pointed that out. He's like I just love the I love the fact that the fucking Dallas Cowboys has a quarterback whose name rhymes with homo, and he fucks fat white women. Talk about Jessica Simpson. That was fucking great. But anyways, I get, no, I don't care what people think. Her or Kate Upton is fat. Bring it more for me. Bring it like. Dude, it's Hollywood fat. I, I guess. 
I mean, seriously. Like, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is, like, drop-dead gorgeous. It's just, I think she's a good-looking woman, but I don't think she's, like, the end-all, be-all. But people call her fat. And I'm like, compared to who? The women I see walking around every day? She's below, she's below average in the weight department. Yeah. Okay. If that's fat, I'm sure there are many women thinking, that let me be that fat all my life. Yeah, come to the Midwest. <laughs> we'll show you fat. <laughs> Rich turns into Chris Tucker and fat. P-H-A-T? Pretty hot and tempted? <laughs> Dude, I, 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 Kate Upton's the one that mystifies me and people call her fat. I'm like, what? Just because you have a huge rack doesn't necessarily mean you're fat. But anyway, we've gotten off track. <laughs> but no, man, I, I go back and I, I, I'm constantly shocked at the, at the comment sections, the people who just act like he's entitled to a fucking job. Like, he just walks in and goes, I'm Colin Kaepernick. Of course I should have a job in the NFL. I mean, do are we losing sight here that, you know, with sports, you have to make the team? Or is that going to go away soon? Pretty soon we could all just walk on to the NFL. Uh, I mean, it's like what Rich just asked. Who's more elite, him or Stafford? He has been to a Super Bowl. He was, a, you know, a play away from two Super Bowls. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he thought he was elite and entitled. And he was playing like shit because he, he didn't like the coaching. He didn't like the team. He ain't been shit since Harbaugh left him. Harbaugh's the I guy mean, that fucking caught lightning in a bottle that guy. He ain't been shit since defenses learned that he's a one-trick pony. That's the other thing. I mean, hey, we've talked about this before. How many how many batters come into the fucking, you know, rookie batters come into Major League Baseball and rip it up for the first month until pitchers get their fucking tendencies and start pitching to their weaknesses? Aaron, and, then they come to, what? and then they come back down to earth. You know, it seems like every year there's, there's, there's one guy who comes out and he's Mr. April. And by the time May rolls around, he's, 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 he's slammed back to earth. You know, we had one in 2006 with Chris Shelton. You know, the Orange Crush, Big Red, whatever you want to call him. You know, All-Star Break 2006, he was just, you know, well, we're, we're looking for a new fucking first baseman. Here comes Sean Casey at the trade deadline. So, I mean, I, yeah. He came in. He was fucking running and gunning, and defenses adjusted. That's what you do in football. I mean, it, it, Jesus Christ, you don't even have to be a professional football player or a coach to understand that. <coughs> go, go, go play online, play Madden. Go in with your with your with with your strategy set. Just to you know, throw some shit out there. Let's say you're a run first guy. All right. And they're stuffing the run. What are you going to do? You going to stick with that through four quarters, or are you going to you going to try to adjust your strategy on the fly? I mean, it, that's the game. That's what you're supposed to do, and that's what defenses did with them. And on top of that, we've talked about this before, also. How many fucking times has Jim Harbaugh made a quarterback look better than he is? I mean, he did it in Stanf in, in Stanford with uh, what? Did it for three seasons in Michigan. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, and that's arguable because. I, who who are the good who who's the outstanding quarterback at Michigan for the last three years? Who's the household name? I mean, he's been doing you know, he, basically he took a bunch of fucking middling you know middle of the fucking road guys and they played better than they had any right to. But no, who who did he do this with at Stanford? Was it Alex Smith? Uh, let me check. I mean, the point is this is nothing new coming <clears throat> from this coach. 
for quarterback to excel under him. He leaves. He no longer has the quarter the the, the coach to get him the fucking you know to help him play above his fucking pay grade. And then he on top of that he starts facing defenses who are like, oh, we got enough film on him now. Now we know his tendencies. Now we know what the fuck he's going to do in certain situations. And he didn't make adjustments. I mean, yes, I take it back. He made adjustments, but he didn't make them enough to be an elite quarterback, to constantly be in the hunt for the fucking Super Bowl, going to one, losing it, and being a play away from another one. Yeah, okay, great, wonderful. Uh, he, yes, did it, he did it with luck. It's Andrew different. Luck, that's okay. Caveman looking motherfucker. And I'll even go so far as to say, what the fuck is An- what the fuck is Andrew Luck really done in the NFL? Been injured. He spent a lot of time on the IR. I mean, I guarantee you go to fucking any you go to any Colts fan and say, who would you rather have, Andrew Luck right now or Peyton Manning back in his prime? And they're gonna fucking break their goddamn neck running over to hit the button that says Peyton Manning in his prime. I don't think you can say the same thing about most Green Bay fans with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre at this point. I think there's a lot of Green Bay fans who are very happy to have fucking Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And they look back, yes, they do look back fondly on the Favre years, but they're like, whew, thank God we got Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Brett Favre is a gunslinger. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers actually is calculated. Do they, Does Rodgers have one or two? One. One. He's been to two, but yeah, he, he's, he's, he has one. But, I mean, still... Every fucking year that he's played and been a starting quarterback and been healthy, they're in the hunt. They have a shot because of him. You know, I mean, I guess you can make the argument the same thing with Brett Favre, but let's be honest. It's not like that division was, you know, all that great. Wasn't super competitive. I mean, it really, it, it really, it still isn't. It's pretty much when, you, when, when the national people pick the fucking NFC North, they go Green Bay and who's going to come in second. It's always between three teams anyway. Let's be honest. I mean, the lines are always usually right out of the picture. Stop it. Chicago's usually right out of the picture. You on the meds again? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and pain pills kicking in. 14 and 2, baby. I know, right? <laughs> I, I stand behind it. It's going to happen. 14 and 2. I want. I cannot even think the shape this town would be in if they went fourteen and two. Oh, good God! Come on, they started at five and zero one year when Steve Mariucci coached them. Yeah, yeah. What they? What were they? What were they in two thousand seven before their their bye week seven and one, and lost every game after the bye week. And I wasn't surprised. I was like, if any team's going to do that shit, it'll be this bunch of losers. That was the thing. Everybody around here was walking around going, well, we are, we're, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it sure did. Mm-hmm. So Eight times in the loss column. <laughs> now you start the season 7-1, and one, you end 7-9. and nine. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's when they had Kitna. I thought he had a direct line to Jesus. Kitna. Way to go, Kitna. Why? Whoever thought that guy was going to be? How could anyone think that guy was going to have led us to the promised land? It's like when Dante Culpepper came here. Hey, Dante! No, broken ass, done, career over. Dante Culpepper's coming here. What are we excited about? The best quote about Kitna I ever heard was, 
uh, who was the linebacker for uh, Joey Porter when he was on when he was on the Steelers the year the Steelers won the Super Bowl here in Detroit, and they did America's Game, and they were talking about when Carson Palmer got rolled up in his ankle, right, and his knee fucked up, and uh, all of a sudden the Bengals started saying, "Oh, that was a dirty hit." His dirty hit, blah, blah, blah. And Porter goes, I was just getting ready to feel sorry for you. I was honestly getting ready to be like, damn, that sucks you lose your quarterback. But now you want to talk shit? Oh, now you definitely ain't going to win, especially with Kitna back there. And I was like, damn, dude. I mean, that is just... I mean, when Joey Porter was just totally dismissive, like, I know you don't think you're going to win with Kitna. I mean, just totally dismissive of the man and his abilities. And it's like, damn, dude, that's, yeah, for those of us that suffered through those years here in Detroit, we know the feeling, Joey, Joey, we know the feeling. I mean, doesn't it seem like John Kittner won like a make-a-wish contest or something? <laughs> like, it was just like some dude, it's like, the, like just some dude walked on to be our quarterback. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is John. He rode the short bus to get here. John, introduce yourself to the team. It's his dream to be an NFL quarterback. The closest we could get him was quarterback for the Lions. So here you go, John. Enjoy your two seasons. We're going to let him live his dream. He's a starting quarterback. Well, to be fair, that was coming off the Harrington era. I mean, at that point, Jesus Christ, they could have put, they could have put fucking anybody back there, and it, this town would have been happy to, to support him over Harrington. Some dark days. We're talking about the Millen era. <sighs> Well, anyways, to wrap up the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, once again, the media trying to stir the pot that I think has, I mean, I think everything's boiled off out of this pot, honestly. You boil a pot, I don't care how big a pot of water it is, you boil it long enough, eventually it's all going to fucking evaporate. And I think this story is pretty much turned to steam and and evaporated at this point. because Until it gets signed. and what what did we say when this shit started? When he when he didn't pick up the player option on his contract and decided to be a free agent, he's most likely not going to get signed in the offseason. And when he does get signed, it's going to be because someone lost a starting quarterback to injury. And here we are. Training camp has started, and the 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 most the the, the closest most realistic you know opportunity for him to be signed so far. Has been because Flacco went down with an injury. You know, not to not to get some ribs removed and fold ourselves in half and blow it. You know, blow ourselves. But we called it almost a year ago now. So, I you know I I don't get where oh well this this is the, I don't know it's it's, it's just irritating it's irritating because no matter what happens he's going to be a huge story and to be completely honest with you it, his cause. I think has been lost in, in, in this story in the last six months because no one's talking about what he was doing this for and why he was doing it. They're just talking about he's being punished because he did it. The actual cause that he was trying to bring attention to is not being talked about. He's being punished because he can't play football. But no one seems to get that. Again, this is probably non-sports fans. Well, well, well I want Warren Rugg here on the show. Well, speaking of non-sports fans in the NFL... That report came out this week that, what, 99 out of 100 NFL players that were tested, tested positive for CTE. And first thing I said was, well, this is going to be the report that the non-sports fans 
and you're killing our children. The the third and fourth wave feminists are going to go toxic masculinity and all this bullshit are going to use to kill off pee wee football and high school football because all it's going to take is for one successful lawsuit to ravage a public school and that's going to be the end of it because these days the government when it comes to losing money with that type of shit they'll fold rather and 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 kowtow to the fucking the very vocal minority versus go hey fuck off there's a risk involved in everything but are you going to stop are you going to stop sending your kid to driver's ed because there's a higher risk they're going to die behind the wheel than they are in a football field yeah maybe i don't know you, you know how these people are i mean it's 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 just going to be everything that supports their story and this is such a small fraction though too i mean the sample size well, you know what, though? If you're just not a sports fan, and I mean of any sport, all right, then you can bitch. And you can be heard. But if you're a fan of any sport, you know, soccer, baseball, hockey, boxing, whatever, and you bitch about football and CTE and, and all of this shit, you're a fucking hypocrite. It's like I told you guys before. You guys can't name one sport that's good for your health. There's not one professional sport that's actually good for your health. You, no, you, know, every... you, go, you, you go to you go baseball, you know, you're throwing your arms out, you're getting hit in the head by pitches, you're fucking up your knees, you know. Hockey line, is, line drives to the face. Yeah. Right. The hockey is self-explanatory. I mean, do this all day. But don't say that one sport's bad and your sport's good because that's just being a hypocrite. Men, mainly men, some women, but mainly men. Oh, is that toxic are, masculinity again? Are well, it is actually. It is toxic masculinity. Men give up certain things to achieve a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of getting to the show, to get into the pros, and you know they they do because if you listen, uh, the rookie that signed with the Jets. If there's a perfect place for me to die, it would be the football field. Now, he wasn't talking about CTE or you know anything like that, but he cared so much about his, his competitive nature that he doesn't only want to live there, he wants to die there as well. Hey, made him a millionaire. I died in that bitch too. I'm just, you're stating the obvious. If you play football, you got a chance of concussion and long term problems. Well, duh. Any sport where you get beat up constantly, something's going to happen. Where are the people, okay, the people who, and we all know type people I'm talking about, people who are going to use this as an excuse to try to get football taken out of high school and try to get peewee football shut down, et cetera, et cetera. Where are these people when it comes to the military? They're defending America. Oh, don't act like these people give a fuck about America, dude. They're defending freedom. They don't give a fuck about freedom. The type of people I'm talking about don't respect freedom of speech. They don't. Jesus. they, they, They definitely don't give a fuck about Jesus. 
The only religion these people respect is the religion of peace, Islam. Oh, wait, you, we're talking about the other side. Yes, the people trying to get this shit banned. The everyone's equal side, except for shit we don't like side. Yeah, we're tolerant of everything except for people with a different opinion. Yeah. And if you have a different opinion than me, that's hate speech. Uh-huh. You know, <clears throat> which is amazing to me. I, I, I will never understand the people who seem to think that if they, just because if they go, well, we love Muslims because they're a, they're a minority here in the United States and, and they're treated poorly. Okay, well, take your ass to a country where Muslims aren't the minority and walk around with your slut walks and your gay pride parade and your gender fluidity and all the rest of your nonsense that is completely, not even not even just tolerated, but encouraged here in the, in the United States. Go try this shit in those countries and see how far you get. Because they throw homosexuals off the top of buildings in those countries. They beat the shit out of women who fucking dare to walk around not covered from head to toe. And if you walk in there and say, I identify as a woman and you look like a man, God knows what they'll do to you. And before anyone thinks I'm getting off on, oh, he hates Muslims. No, I just look down on Muslims as much as I look down on any other religion. It's all fucking, it's all nonsense. And usually the more deeply religious a person is, the more mentally disturbed they are. Sorry, just because millions of people agree that they see angels doesn't mean that they're not mentally ill. Sorry. If I said I saw aliens standing in the corner, you'd lock me up. But because I say it's an angel and I get people to agree with me, somehow we're supposed to act like these people are fucking healthy? No. These people are sick in the head. They need some fucking therapy. Sorry. But these are type people we're talking about because these type people who hate football. Because one, it is such a masculine fucking sport. And it is survival of the fittest. And it is clear winners and losers. And they don't like that. The fact that the people get injured... They use that as an excuse to get rid of something they don't like because they don't agree with the premise of the sport. That's why most of the people who I've seen say, well, this is why we need to ban football in in high school and ban peewee football. If they shed any tears for the people who are actually injured and get harmed, they're crocodile tears. They're fake. These are these are people you're going to exploit to use to further your agenda. Don't act like you care about these people because you don't. Because if well, if they really cared about these people, put your money where your mouth is. But, Rich, that would involve time and effort. Oh, so hashtag activism doesn't solve anything? I thought it did. That's what the internet tells me. I just got a hashtag. Sign. Activism isn't Problem active. solved. I hashtagged it. So, racism over. Racism was ended in Boston. Live in the now. Oh, that's true. You have to, you have to give a standing ovation. Yeah. To end something. Well, no, it's... It, it's just like when Bruce Arian said, you know, a lot of the reason that, that the football players are soft today is because you got these fucking helicopter parents and most of them happen to, most of them tend to be the, the mothers who, oh, my baby this and my baby that. Well, yeah, sorry, I'm a parent. I know people with, with, with kids who are in sports right now. I've, I've been to games. I've seen the fucking nonsense that goes on. You know, any other kid on the field can get laid out except for their little baby, their precious little fucking angel. And then all of a sudden, all hell, there's, there's hell to pay. And the difference is, is that we just, we, you know, in, in the past, we'd have turned around and told that parent, sit down and shut the fuck up. But now no one can tell anybody anything because apparently it's, it's hateful to tell someone, hey, stop acting like an asshole. See, that's one of those things that I can... I, it's not that I wouldn't even begin to get behind, but I can never understand what is... 
that the every kid's special thing and everybody gets a trophy. In football, more than any other sport, we're taught to hit and hurt the person in front of us. You are not special. You do not deserve a trophy. You don't deserve to stand for the rest of the fucking game. So I I, I don't get, get socks. Where, <laughs> I, I just don't understand where, you know, oh, you're so special and here's a trophy and ice cream after. It's like, no, <laughs> I, I, I can't even follow your train of thought there. I, it, because it, it's, it's feelings, dude. It's feelings. We can't hurt little kids' feelings. God forbid that the, their egos take a take a hit. God forbid someone tells them they're not good at something. Yeah, and see, when I was playing in high school, it was, you know, fuck you and your ice cream. You know what? Fuck you with your ice cream cone. I'm going to shove this ice cream cone up your taint. I mean, I saw, when I was in middle school, is the first time I first, with my own eyes, witnessed the beginnings of where, of where we are now. All right. <clears throat> went to high school, I went to middle school in Florida. Or it's a great school in Florida. I moved back to Michigan for a little bit, then I went back to, to Florida. So obviously, I went to middle school. I walked into my classroom. Hey, uh, do you know anybody here? I pointed at a kid and said, yeah, I went to grade school with that kid. Can't remember his name off the top of my head now. And he goes, no, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who the fuck I am? You don't remember Mr. Jennings' class, Deltona Lakes Elementary, Deltona, Florida? <clears throat> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx. Okay, well, pick a city because you just named two of them and you're not from the fucking Bronx. <laughs> you're from fucking DeLand, Florida, dipshit. And he had constructed this whole persona of he was some Yohomi G-Funk from the Boogie Down Bronx who moved to Florida and he was all thugged out now. Yeah, go up to the Bronx, talk of that shit. So couple weeks into going to school he decided he was gonna fucking because i i was like you're full of shit I've, I've had zero tolerance for bullshit pretty much all my life and I, i'm glad my parents raised me that way i was like you're full of shit i don't give a fuck what you say i, I look i even brought in the yearbook i was like there he is still want to talk that shit i'll kick your ass i said well come on boogie down bronx come kick this ass that's an ass whooping i'm gonna have to take that <laughs> come get it and he ran off to the fucking school counselor and about 30 minutes later i got a fucking Kid come up to me and said, hey, school counselor wants to see you in, in her office. And I go in there, and this fucking coos, this stupid fucking cunt is sitting there with this kid who's bawling and crying. And she sits there and explains to me that I need to respect him because in our minds, we've all maybe been places we've never actually been physically. And I need to respect that. What? <laughs> I, I, I was in outer space. I was abducted by aliens. And Rich, was that I the remember first the time ship. You ever used the phrase, get the fuck out of here? <laughs> I got suspended for what I told her to do. <laughs> because I believe wow. it was something. I can't remember exactly, but I do know her mouth and my penis was involved. I can't remember the exact <laughs> phrasing I told her. But I basically, you know, yeah. I was like, you're full of shit, he's full of shit, you're retarded, he's he's retarded, you're even more retarded because you're an adult and you should know better. And when my, when, when my, because my dad was a truck driver, when he came in off the road and he saw me sitting at home, he goes, what the hell did you do this time? And I told him, and he goes, get in the truck, he drove right down to the school and he said, I want to talk to this stupid bitch. <laughs>
And they threatened to call the cops on him. He said, call the cops, because you're going to fucking put my son back in school, because I'm be goddamn. I remember that little shit. He was a little bitch then, and he's a bitch now. And I put my son back in class. Did you get back in class? No. Nah. <laughs> and, and the next parent-teacher conference day was real interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Once again, you know, I, I saw where this was heading at that point, and, I, and that was like, what, 90, 1990? So almost 30 years ago. And now we're to the point where, oh, well, little Jimmy needs a trophy even though he rode the bench. And, you know, because if he sees someone else get a trophy and he doesn't get one, his self-esteem is going to take a blow. Well, then you know what, little Jimmy? Find something you're good at. Not everybody is good at everything. Correct. All right? Bottom line, I tried to, when I first started playing an instrument, I wanted to play drums. I sat down behind a drum set and for two months tried to play drums and never got better. So then I picked up a guitar. And six months later, I was competent enough to where if I was playing something, people would go, oh, I know that song. Whereas I sounded like shoes in a dryer when I played drums. <laughs> All right. Now, if I lived in a world where in, in a family where people just fucking lied to me and said, oh, you sound so great playing drums, I'd have probably never fucking, I, I know I would have never picked up the guitar. And on top of that, how much of an asshole what I looked like the first time I got out and actually started playing with real musicians, and they said, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, I do. I feel I'm a good drummer. And I feel like I got a 12-inch cock. It's as big around as a two-liter. But it's not the truth. So the fuck good does that do anybody? Nothing. Reality, folks. Yeah, I mean, the, reali the reality of it is how many kids die, get, how many kids die play, playing football? I'll give you a hint. It's less than four digits per year. It's less than three digits per year. It's like 20. Now, when your little fucking crotch dropping goes out, little Aiden or Nevea or whatever other faggy name you've named your kid, goes out with his knee pads and his elbow pads and his helmet and rides his bike, how many kids die on bikes every year? A lot more kids than play football, but we're not banning kids from riding bikes, at least not yet. Give it time. Now, here's the other thing. It's going to start with peewee and high school football. Because their argument's going to be, these are children. And so we're doing this to protect them. Because legally, they're not allowed to make decisions for themselves. Eventually, it's going to work its way into college and professional football. Not necessarily by banning those sports, but by watering them down and pussifying them even more than they already are. Because the problem isn't that these are big hits that are fucking people up. It's the, it's the every down contact that happens that's where the problems start and it, all three of us as football fans know you can't take contact out of every fucking down on football it's impossible you're not playing football at that point you're playing flag football and here's here's something that i find interesting notice that there's all these studies and all, and there's a big target painted on the back of the nfl's back for this and etc cetera, etc cetera. Why don't they go after rugby? Why don't they go after Australian rules football? That's way more fucking violent and no padding. Oh, because it doesn't make the fucking money that football you say does. Po pockets aren't deep enough. Exactly. Exactly. Those are empty bags compared to the NFL. Now, what could happen is what we're starting to see, which is guys come in, they play three, five, six years, and they retire. If that's if that's the, the, the compromise to keep football football without a bunch of bullshit dumbass rule changes, and so fucking be it. 
at least those are people making their own decision to retire. They're not being forced to do something. I mean, let's be honest. We we hear shit like a guy signed for $5 million. But then we hear, you know, about like the quarterback contracts and shit. You know, way more money than that. And I've even had this thought. It's went through my head. Wow, that guy, he ain't making shit compared to a quarterback. If I signed, if I worked any job for six years and made $5 million over six years, I would have to start a heroin habit from hell that made Jim Carroll look like he never stuck a needle in his goddamn arm. William Burroughs looked like a fucking... He, he experimented with heroin, and that was it, to go through all that money. So, I mean, these guys are, yeah, if they play their cards right, and they're not out there fucking big balling and fucking stunting for fucking everybody, then, yeah, they could fucking set themselves up for life. I mean, if they graduated college with a degree in anything but, like, you know, lesbian dance or some shit like that, whatever the fuck... Then yeah, they they can also go into you know make money in that field, and they got their house paid off, and they got their car, and they're not even thirty yet, and they've made more money in, in those years than most of us will make in a lifetime. What is this lesbian dance major you speak? I want to investigate. I bet it's somewhere. My safe search is off though. <laughs> lesbian dance therapy. The problem is, is that you guys are thinking it's like you know, the lesbians you see on Pornhub. When really they look like Earl and I scissoring. You don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, these some scary sisters, you know? I mean, just, we'll just leave it at that. Those are some oh, nappy headed hoes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, they, that movie, what was that movie with uh, Will Smith that come out? That was going to decimate football and expose yeah. it, blah, blah, Concussion. blah. And it didn't do shit. Nope. Out of 30 movies that Will Smith made, it's his 28th least grossing movie. I mean, it made, its, it, made, it made it more than its budget, so it made its money back. But according to what Will Smith makes at the box office, excuse me, it was the 26th of his, out of 30 as far as the gross, not 28. <clears throat> I forgot he did a Kevin Smith movie, and he did that movie with his brat. <laughs> So, you know, but no, I mean, this, people listening going, oh, why are they fucking talking about this? This is this bullshit. This ain't, ain't going to happen. This ain't going to happen. Really? You don't see the fucking snow. You don't see, you don't see them pushing the fucking, the little snowball from the top of the hill and, and, and just getting bigger and bigger as it's coming. Believe me, there are people who are making a living off of trying to get sports like this banned in high school. Trying to get peewee football banned. There are people cashing checks off of this shit, right? And like anything else, once once the money gets to that point, you get people in there who don't give a single fuck about protecting anybody. They just want to make sure them checks keep coming so they can keep cashing them. This ain't going nowhere, folks. And in 10 years, we're going to be talking about the nonsense, bullshit rules the NFL has implemented. And by the time we're all on our deathbed, if we live to be the average age of, 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 of that American males live, we're going to talk about how we don't even recognize football from when we were children. Man. Yeah, it won't Dark be. days ahead. I, I, I remember the day of so-and-so, and damn, that Bucks defense. Yeah, it won't be that talk. It'll be... I remember when you actually had cleats and pads and you had to run at each other. And, and you could hit each other. <laughs> there was touching. <laughs> Look like Demolition Man and shit. Be well. <laughs> it's scary how good. I, 
Dude, I don't think we're that far off from Demolition Man. I'm just being serious. <laughs> I really don't, man. I really don't. And just to be honest with you, I'm not down with eating rat burgers. So I don't know if I can do the Dennis Leary bit from that movie. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of a fan of, okay, freeze me then. <laughs> oh, Christ. But, uh, oh, well, speaking of contracts, because we there was a little bit of that conversation. Did you guys hear what uh, Odell Beckham Jr. wants wants to be? What? The <laughs> highest paid player in football. Not at his position. The highest paid player, period, in football. Uh, so when uh, fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, but do you understand the implications of making a wide receiver the highest paid football player? If they be... If it, if that is the way the NFL goes, you can kiss the salary cap goodbye because nobody's going to be able to fucking afford a team. I mean, who? Just, uh, just for an example, who do you think? Well, in this is, case, won't they just sign the guys who don't want the crazy money? So you're going to have a team with one or two superstars and a bunch of fucking middle of the road players. Yeah, they're called the Detroit Lions. You said it, not I. Yeah, but you thought it. Well, I'm 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 also thinking I'm glad that that tractor trailer that's behind you is fucking revving its engine. Can you tell it to hit its jake brake because it's not loud enough? <laughs> but no, seriously, think about that. Who's who's the best cornerback in the league according to you, Earl? Uh, Sherman. Best cornerback in the league, Chris. Uh, I'll go with Sherman. Okay. Now imagine he gets paid more than more than than Carr got paid. Because he's the best quarterback or cornerback, excuse me. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So how many guys like that can you have on a team? Because the minute your stats say you're the best, it means you get paid more than everybody else. Well, it's, each team only gets one or two. I mean, I guess that's how it goes. If, if I mean, if that's what's going to happen, I mean, you don't think teams will sit there and pass on a guy like you want too much money, man. We got to go with somebody else. Well, the other problem is Odell Beckham is still in his rookie contract. He's in year four out of five, and he's thinking he's owed a lot of money now. Dude, you couldn't even beat up a kicking net. Go away. Okay, but I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah, he is owed more money than he's being paid right now. I'll give him that. Yeah, but he ain't the highest paid player in football kind of money. And there's never been a wide receiver who's been the highest paid player in football. You better catch Calvin Johnson. You better catch every ball ever. Calvin Johnson made more money than anybody else in football at one point. Is that what you're telling yep. me? Yep. Then quarterbacks and everything. Yep. Well, I'm not see still quit. How how mad do you have to be at your management to get paid that much money and still quit? You just have to play for the Lions, apparently. But but anyways, I'm gonna have to see the numbers on that one to buy that. But still, even if he was, do you think Odell Beckham's the best quarter or uh, wide receiver in the NFL? Period, hands down. No. Antonio Brown is fucking Antonio Brown's best receiver in the league. Uh, Julio Jones for the win. Okay, okay, but but you see what I'm saying here? Without even trying, without even thinking, you guys name two guys that are better than him. Oh, I could do this all day. Better than Odell? Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, once again, this is something that if it's if if it comes to pass, this is going to change how how football is. The entire structure of salaries in football, because once it happens with a guy like Odell Beckham, it's it's contagious. It's going to go. Well, I'm the best lineman in football, so I want to be paid the most. 
Calvin Johnson was the highest paid player in the NFL in 2012. 2012, okay. True statement. According to cranesdetroit.com. Okay, I stand corrected. My bad. Point see, to Earl. Let's see, infowars.com. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. No, it just if, if it had to do with Detroit Lions, come on now. <laughs> Well, I mean, you get where I'm going with this. This would this would obliterate the salary cap. You think you have owners who are ready to fucking lock players out in the NHL? There would be work stoppages like you wouldn't believe in the NFL because owners would be like, okay, get your hand out my pocket, motherfucker, because they would be cleaned the fuck out. I've seen a lot of guys promoted from the practice squad. Hey, you're starting this Sunday. Here's a bunch of free tickets for your family. Because here's the thing. If they're paying a football player $100 million... They're making five times that off of his name. And there's one thing I know about people who have a lot of money. They like to have a lot of money. So if that guy wants $200 million, then now they're only making four times what they made off of him. That's unacceptable. Hence, get your hand out my pocket. And I can only imagine the Players Association's got to be loving. This has to be music to their ears. I mean, the Players Union's got to be like, yeah, go for it. Please do. Well, I mean, just wait next year when uh, Stafford's up. That's going to be interesting. And like I said, Derek Carr got paid like he wants something. Don't understand that's, that. That's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the high water mark now. Stafford's most likely, if his agent is half of the fucking shark that most of these agents are, they're not going to let him take less than Carr did. No, he's gonna make he's more. Make, he's gonna be. He's gonna be the highest paid player in the league. Fuck you, Odell, you whiny bitch. He's a good player, but he's a he's a crybaby. He is a whiner. I mean, I just don't get me wrong. Like, I understand the money the 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 NFL makes. And when I say the NFL, I mean the shield itself is obscene. I mean, we're talking billions upon billions. And then the money that teams make is obscene. Even the worst team in the fucking league makes a profit type shit. I'm talking like huge profit. But you also... Even the Browns are making money. Exactly. Also, You also have to think at a certain point, aren't you shooting yourself in the foot? Yeah, you're cashing in now. But you are going to water down the league. I mean, it's going to be... It, it's going to have to be a group of players get together and do what they're doing in the NBA, except for instead of recruiting each other, they're going to have to recruit like-minded players who will say, fuck it, let's get all the best players we can who don't care about fucking making the most money. They care about winning champion a championship. And we all take sub-market value contracts, and we just fucking run this goddamn league. We run the table on them. Oh, you mean pull a Steph Curry? <laughs> Well, I mean, is there, is there any other way for a team to be dominant? I mean, you can even make an argument to, to a certain extent. That's what New England's been doing since the, the Belichick-Brady era started. I mean, how many times has Brady, you know, moved his contract around so they could have, free up some cap space to sign a different player? Makes all his money in the back. How many times have players, how many times have players said they'd take less money to go to New England because they know that the chance of winning the championship is higher than going to any other team? I mean, if you want to win a championship, it seems to me... New England is the first team you want to go to. And then there's the second-tier teams, which would be Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Well, 
Atlanta's got to do it for more than one fucking season for to, for me to fucking put them in that second tier. Yeah, I'm talking teams. Say, where are you getting this, Ice Man? I'm talking teams always in the hunt, year in, year out. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, yeah, they're in that third tier. But I mean, still, it's like that's the only way you're going to have a, you know a dominant team. And what happens when you water down your product? What happens when you have when you when you thin out your product to where teams have one or two fucking superstar players and the rest of them are middle of the road players? You get the NHL. Oh, gotta get a dig in. Oh, how many times have we sat here and talked about the NHL regular season is boring? Just, I mean, it's the truth. Unless you're a diehard NHL fan and just love to watch hockey be played. It's boring to the casual fan. I mean, no one gives a fuck about a Minnesota-Calgary matchup on a Thursday night, except for people in Minnesota and Calgary. And those, are two, and those are two teams that made the playoffs, you know? I mean, the only team that people, the casual fan, would probably sit down and watch, or one of the few teams, would be Pittsburgh, maybe, maybe Washington. And once again, why are they watching them? They're watching them because those are where the fucking name players are at. Hey, did you know that there are 50 countries that make less money than the NFL? That's what I'm saying. Disgustingly obscene amounts of money the NFL makes. Tajikistan, Haiti, the Bahamas, Rwanda. Think about that. The Bahamas. That's a vacation destination country. Kosovo. Well, I mean, pretty much everybody except for the Bahamas, I'm like, well, I can understand. <laughs> Barbados. Yeah, I didn't even Fiji. know. Fiji. But still standing. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Liberia, San Marino, Belize. Yeah, a lot of these are some small-ass, pissant countries. I mean, I guess I guess where my mind is wandering to is between the manufactured fear of, you know, oh, my God, if you play football, you're going to die of an early age, and, and you're going to have CTE, and you're going to be violent, you're not going to know who you are, and all this shit. Between that and a player now standing up saying, I'm the best wide receiver in the game, at least according to him, so I should be paid because I'm the best player. Actually, if he's saying he's, he should be paid the highest out of anybody, he's saying, I'm the best player in the game. Yeah, whatever, Odo. Go take your talents to South Beach. You ain't him. Well, once again, what happens when, a, when the actual best player in the game stands up and says it? And you can't argue against them with, yeah, okay, you're not even the best fucking wide receiver in your division, let alone the game. That happens when Antonio Brown says, I want $500 million for two seasons. Yeah, and the whole fallacy that the fans, well, you don't pay for this. What does it what matter to you? Yes, yeah, you do. do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. When nachos are $75, you don't think that ain't going uh, to help pay those salaries? Exactly. I mean, what was the what was? I think we covered it last season. What was the estimated cost for a family of four to go to? An, not even like good seats, just average price seats. Yeah. Hundreds yeah. of dollars. I don't have the exact stat on me. And it was something ridiculous. Like they each got one hot dog and one pop. So between one mortgage payment. So between seats, parking, and four hot dogs and four drinks. I want to say it was close to like five, six hundred bucks for four people. Now, I want you to think about that. Five, six hundred bucks. That's a week's pay to a lot of people to go to one game. If they start paying players like this, you can be taking out second mortgages to go to a game. 
I honestly don't know how people afford season tickets. I really don't. Especially with seat licensing and all this bullshit. You pay a fee for the ability to pay for your season ticket. Huh? I know, right? You're paying for the privilege of paying. I, yeah. That's some white people shit right there. <laughs> and fuck University of Michigan football for, for making that a normal thing. Because now it's starting in other sports. Was it? Uh, yeah, Golden State. They're, they're introducing... Uh, that shit this upcoming season licensing fees for your seat so i got to pay you money to pay you more money for a ticket the fuck out of here well when there's no one at the games because no one can afford it maybe then you know if they they have to start relying on businesses to buy up all the tickets just to keep the uh but then again will they care if they're still getting their money we'll just walk out at halftime yeah yeah after they already got your money yeah we're gonna show them yeah we're gonna pay you then leave we're going to pay for parking, we're going to pay for concessions, we're going to pay for tickets, and then we're going to leave halfway through. Yeah, take that, the man. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to happen in an NFL team to start selling fucking second half tickets. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, we got some extra seat. Come on down. 20 bucks. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's guys with clickers counting the people coming out, and they're like, okay, uh, we lost 15000 at halftime. Hey, we have 15,000 seats, half price. Come on in. Yeah, I take advantage of something like that. I totally do that. Hey, let's go down and hang out and get in the second half. Yeah, but the problem right, we is... We've got to stop talking about this because we're giving Chris hope. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is once uh, Odell gets paid the way he wants to get paid, half price ticket's still going to cost $400. Damn, <laughs> think about that. God forbid you get thirsty during the second half. You know concessions are going to go up. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. $50 beers. Licensing fees for concessions. <laughs> Doesn't sound too far-fetched, man. <sighs> yeah, if you want it. a wristband so you could drink at the game, that's going to cost you. Well, that's an extra $25 for the wristband, just to get the wristband. It well, doesn't, doesn't <clears throat> get you anything, but it lets them know that you can buy the drinks. I've heard through the grapevine that in strip clubs in Detroit, not only... Is there a two-drink minimum or whatever it is? But now if you want to go in the VIP, you have to spend $20 on a wristband plus pay the dancer for the fucking dances in the VIP. No, thanks. So I'm like, wow. You can't even give a fucking a single mother your $20 without having to pay someone else $20 for the privilege of it. Hey, can I give you $20 so I can give this chick $20? Cool. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's America. Yeah. Outside, it's America. <laughs> it's a good spot to go out on, unless we got anything else we want to address. Uh, no, no, I, I like going out on Merca. Merca. Mer well, thank you, Merca, for listening and downloading and stuff. Uh, it's no another record month, so, yeah. Rock and roll, everybody. You're liking it. You're sharing it. You are passing it on. Uh, you are following us at Sporgy podcast on twitter at sporgy underscore podcast on instagram you can email the show sporgy at christophermedia.net and yeah make sure wherever you're at you're rating it five stars leaving a comment uh because that's how people find out about this stuff so please do that uh oh yeah our fancy football league um we'll have all the stuff up as soon as we finish this tonight and you can sign up there 
and we can get this shit going. Uh, we've got about a little over a month to get the league full. We already got three spots of ten filled. All we got to do is get seven more, bitches. Then you guys can all witness me embarrass the Iceman for 16 weeks. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.